Welcome to the Spinner's Lip Pinball Podcast. We're at episode 54, Spring Thaw. As always, I'm your host, Spencer, and it is Sunday, the 19th of March, 2023. And with me and my brothers from the round table and co-host, Dan. Hey, what's going on, folks? And Mark. Hey, everybody. It's good to see that you're listening. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, that's good to see and good to hear that people, people are actually listening. Um, so what's everybody been up to? Uh, Dan, what have you been up to since the last episode? So we just had the Folsom section finals last night. I posted about a little bit on the webpage. If anyone jumped on the webpage, I took fifth. I had a good run. I didn't feel too bad. I qualified seventh. Uh, the coordinator of Folsom, David, took first. So congratulations to him. Rick from Elk Grove Pinball took second. Thomas took third. And our buddy Jeff, who has been on the show with us before, he finished uh, first in uh, the B division. So really, really good day. We played at uh, Mike's house. So, of course, tons of lovely games. And just, you know, a huge thanks, as always, to Mike and David, who uh, run the the section for putting it on. After that, I was working on Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is a truly confusing game. If anybody uh, knows how to fix a missed multi-ball problem, hit me up. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Kevin, possibly. He knows every solution to every game. So I think might Brian be and I are really stuff. close. Like, I uh-huh. think that we've got it narrowed down to just the actual optos themselves. You know, we've we've checked the the 24, the the Opto 24 board. We're getting power. Everything else on the game works. But, you know, you really want Miss Multiball to work. That's that's the the piece to resistance for Bram Stoker. Totally agree with you on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a fantastic game. And uh, there's nothing more fun than having three different multi balls going at once with the three times scoring. It's not easy to do, but uh, it is a real awesome accomplishment once you get that. I've never that done point. it. I'll say that I can do mist multi ball. I've done there's mist, there's castle, and there's coffin, right? Yeah. Yep. That's well, I right. I think I've played them all separately. But I don't think I've played them all together. And each time that you get another multi-ball in, you get another 10 million points added to your jackpot. So you can get the vaunted 30 million. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. And then it's funny how the how the ball gets held. Uh, I think that is during castle multi-ball. And then you're shooting around like two balls. And then all of a sudden, then it launches it out from that hidden spot in the shooter lane, which is just always freaks me out because i look at it and go what where did that ball come right, from like that's insane for a game from what 92 93 and i don't know if anybody here has a bram stokers or has gotten under the hood on a bram stokers but the game is just there's so much more going on not just on the play field but above the play field and below the play field there's passengers behind all those little uh, plastic houses there's double subways there's obviously the miss multi-ball mechanism there's all sorts of weird little like nooks and crannies and places for the ball to hide it is just a really really sweet game i've no i've well, that's I've great congratulations one. oh thanks i've wanted one for years but i really just wanted one because of its reputation as an ass kicker 
Like I just, I like tough games. And when I finally got my hands on one, it was semi-working. And in fact, the truth is it was working really nice once we diagnosed uh, a 12-volt short. But this multi-ball is giving me fits because I just don't know what it's supposed to look like. Does the ball start on the right and go to the left, go to the left, go to the right? How the heck does the ball even get in there? Like, what's going on with this machine? It's like voodoo and black magic. That's true because you have to shoot it up into that hole, almost like a gobble hole. And then it all of a sudden misstarts once you shoot for that insert. And then somehow it ends up over on the left side, like you said, or it can end up on the right side. It's, it's And I bizarre. figured out, well, I got told by, by Brian, I got told how it starts on the left or on the right, because there's actually a little trap door underneath the shooter lane that'll like stage a ball up there. But, and I haven't, strip the game yet so i'll probably see it when i take the game apart i have no idea how the ball would get in that pocket on the right there's a gate that holds it out if the mist is moving it over there and i can't see any way for it to come in from above or below so uh obviously mysteries will be solved as i as i turn screws but right now i am i am convinced that bram stoker's dracula is the work of the devil (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's a very awesome game for what it's worth. Yes. Yeah. Which is one of the big reasons I wanted it too. The only thing I even have that's close to an Oslor game is uh, Doctor Who ever since I traded off Jackbot. And I really like to have a great example from all of the major designers. And Oslor was one that I rarely seem to have one of his games. So it's either this or, you know, maybe eventually I'll get my hands on a really nice space shuttle. There you go. That's why, that's why I'm so glad I got another pinbot and a really, really nice pinbot, you know, cause just such an amazing game. And, and it's an Orsor game is such a good, good game. And it's an ass kicker too. It is. It is. <laughs> it really is. It's kind of a quintessential yeah, it, what I've been doing lately yeah. with it is just trying. Yeah, it's just trying to get around the galaxy, you know, which can be done. I've done it, you know, but it's not. I'll easy. tell you, when you get around the galaxy, when you get to Pluto, mm-hmm. or is it the sun? No, it's the sun? I can't remember. Yeah, you start at Pluto. It's the sun. It's the sun. That is when you get mucho points. Yeah, is when you get to that. But it's like it's such a dangerous shot to go for that that right uh, that right stand up target. To advance the yeah, and I've got my set pretty hard. So um, when you hit the first drop target or you hit a couple, it's there. They got you got fifteen seconds to get all three. Wow, yeah, (laughs) that is crazy. Yeah, so yeah, so it's that or just you know running that left in lane and trying to make that shot and not like you said, not having to either go down the right out lane or what's more common than that is coming straight down the middle. You know, and. uh, and do you have a post in the middle? I do I think have it's the post. Stock, so. right? In the game? Yeah. 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 Pinbot has a center post. Yeah. Yeah. Which it needs because of the... It needs it. Yeah. Often often you get bad uh, <laughs> ejects out of the visor. You do. You do. Well, you know, I get where, you know, in my old one, uh, not, I don't get them too bad out of the, the visor once in a blue moon, but my, my first one I used to get when they come out of the pop bumpers. 
and it would just just rock it straight down the fucking middle, man. I'm like, eh. you know, so but I have a pretty liberal tilt setting on it. I mean, you can you can shake it a little bit, you know. Um, or the left saucer too. That's another one that you have to be careful. And sometimes I depend on the post so it doesn't go drain down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's supposed to kill you from those spots though. I don't think it's supposed to murder you out of the visor. No, I, right. I think you're right, man. But you know, it's, right. it's, uh, oh, so I've been, cause I was having issues with, uh, and when, uh, uh, no, I'm losing my train of thought. Anyway, so I was having issues with the subwoofer and it was too much bass. And I liked a lot of bass. So I got in there a while back and I was adjusting it. So I finally got a nice mix with good with good treble, good high end, and good bass. Bass that thumps enough to where it almost feels like a shaker motor. So it's sounding really good. It's playing really good. And, you know. and with that game, it's probably one of the most unique soundtracks for a game. Yeah. It, it's I don't know how I could reproduce like figuring out the notes in that song because <laughs> it's just so wild, yeah. but it fits so well with the game. That's Chris that's, Granner, right? Oh God. I don't know. I, I've got right now. I've I got think that's uh, some of Chris Granner's work. I think Pinbot has one of the most iconic and just unbelievable soundtracks in a game. Like I think it's just, when I had Jackbot, and especially when people started coming up with like, you know, sound mods and pin sound and stuff like that, my wish was always just that somebody should just take Jackbot and take out like the weird casino elevator music sounding version of the Pinbot theme and just put the real Pinbot theme back in. That would be so badass. Yeah, totally agree with you. Yeah, it's Chris Grainer. Yeah, and the high score music on it is unbelievable. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. It is. it is well yeah and that's you know and and not to get off topic but i mean we were talking we are about way off score. topic already we're way off topic but that's okay because <laughs> just we should do a whole show dedicated to barry we really should god rest his soul um it's it, he died too young you know yeah he did so because that's just such a and you know kudos to python too and god rest his soul man because him and barry would just you know they were quite a team back in the day you know they, they, they made some pretty cool, pretty cool games together, you know? So anyway, we'll talk about more cool games. So a uh, bit, well, before we get into that, Mark, you got anything else uh, in the last month? Yeah. We haven't talked about Mark's well, we, uh, time yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we started a uh, private league, which is really nice. So we're at uh, private locations to play and no IFPA restrictions, just let's try this format and play it. So we played like a round Robin, we played pin golf and we're going to try other formats and just experiment. But it was really a fun time because there's a lot of games to play and um, we have consistent attendance from basically the, the people that are in our group are the ones that started getting the pinball community uh, in Reno. When we first had Mike have his games at, shabby boutique which was a uh a um antique shop and in the back he had his games and a lot of the people that attended that uh were at the beginning when pinball started getting popular in reno so it's kind of nice to have all the uh, people it's about 16 17 people and that's about it um, but it's really a lot of fun to play the different formats and get to see everybody 
on a weekly basis. It's on Thursdays and Saturdays. And it's kind of confusing because it's like we do two in a row in the same week and then we don't do it the next week, which is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, it's like a Thursday and then it's a Saturday and it just switches off from that. Uh, that's wonderful. The tournament scene at Press Start is exploding. I'm kind of blown away by how many people are attending. And every single time we have a tournament, there are new people. And it's funny because they come back the next week. So it's not like they had a bad experience. They come back and they want to play more. And what's happening is we are hitting that 40 person limit. And I don't think Jim is going to go beyond that. In fact, when I came, I was too late and I got there around 545 and the league start or sorry, the tournament started at 630 and it was already full. And it was kind of a bummer because it was the day before my birthday. I was really psyched to play some pinball and play competitively. And then it didn't work out. But somebody was gracious enough. Eric, shout out to you if you ever listen to our podcast. He gave up his spot. And he was being honest because he said, well, I really wasn't here yet. And I just reserved the spot. And you really got here physically before me. So you can play. Good. Wow. High integrity. Really awesome guy. And he let me play. And I had a blast. And it was nice. Otherwise, I was going to be sad going home and not being able to play. But that's what the problem we're having. We are having a good problem. We are having tons of players show up. In the weekend we had, we had a 33 uh, people that attended this Saturday, which is the most we've ever had for a weekend tournament. And it was a flip frenzy type of format, but it was adjusted by playing 20 rounds head to head against one other person. And then getting, basically you get randomly picked with another person who hasn't played you before. And it's nice because you're not rushing, trying to get through all of the, games just to get more points so you you know you're set with 20 rounds and then we had a playoffs and i'm happy to say that on the tuesday night and the saturday night that i was able to take first taking home some money in the tournament i took some good money 100 bucks on saturday and 60 bucks on tuesday so i made 160 bucks i'll take my uh cut of each the next time i see you yeah. So it was, yeah, definitely. Moral support was, is worth something. Absolutely. Well, you did. And, and you encouraged me and uh, I played really well. I, I really did an interesting strategy. I decided to defer instead of pick a game, which I didn't realize it, but Ted was the next one on the list. And of course he picked Avengers because he owns that game and he knows the rules inside and out. And I lucked out and he just did not have that good a ball and i was able to start the multi-ball with the um thor multi-ball and then i think i also started the uh uh, iron man i think multi-ball so that helped me get in there and it was great and then we had our next round which was the final four and i deferred again and it was brad and he picked superman which he loves that game and he would blew it up on the first ball. He had like over 300,000. And I was like, this is not good. I'm not going to be able to pull this off. I had my ball. I, of course, picked last. And my first ball was pretty much drained right down the middle. Or maybe it was down the side. I can't remember. But I know it was fast. And I had like 12,000 points. So I was thinking, oh, my gosh, 
what is going to happen here? So my second ball, I don't know what happened, but I was in the zone and I was hitting those spinners when they were lit each side and it just racked up points. I was able to get one, two, three, four. So I had three times scoring and I was able to come up with 700,000 points in my second ball. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. That's a heck of a ball. Yeah, it was, it was pretty epic. And uh, that got me the first place. I, win. I still so love playing it was that fun. game. I love playing that game back in the day. Love when Superman. It was new. I still love playing that game. It's such a good game. And it's so much more fun when you have uh, stronger flippers. If you have the weak ones that are stock, yeah. it's not nearly as fun. But when he, Jim and uh, Kevin obviously ramped up the power on those and, oh, it's really a fun game. But I tell you one thing, if you shoot with the right flipper and you hit the standup targets, you're guaranteed to have it go in the right outline like it's instantaneously. <laughs> it's coming back. Yeah. So anyway, it's really fun. The, the, the Reno scene is great. New players, exciting, and people are just having fun. So no, that's, that's awesome. pretty much has been happening. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's, it's uh, we're really supporting you guys, you know, as much as we can, just sort of reporting on your exploits on the Facebooks and just, you know, throwing all the love in the world out to Jim for doing all the work and for you guys for getting out there and playing every week and having tournaments every month. And the more people who are playing, the the better and stronger pinball is going to get. Yeah, that's right. And I know you're a fan of Weird Al. I tell you something, I played that like 10 games in a row. That game is a blast. So when it comes to your house, Dan, you're going to really have a good time playing it. I got to Super spend fun. a good amount of time, a whole day on it at Jason Fessler's. He just got his. And yeah, really oh, good. Okay. Really enjoyed it. Got to get into the menus, got to play around with, you know, what the P3 is all about. Yeah, it's not only is Weird Al a super cool game, but, you know, we're going to talk later on about, uh, gosh, I always screw up the name, uh, Final Resistance, whatever the new Denise yes. game is. And that looks that looks great. Yes, we'll talk about that in just a few here. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm just excited for you because you have a P3 that's coming and now you can get that module. So I'm excited about that. And you can get it for a lot less than the cost of a whole game. Exactly. Not a whole used game. Well, <laughs> no, actually more, most used games these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. Oh, speaking exactly. of used games, this is kind of cutting back, but uh, Adam and I have acquired some games from Mike. So in Lodi, we're going to have Genesis now, and we're going to have Fireball 2. Nice. Awesome. So we're, 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 keeping, we're keeping the used game train rolling here in the... Uh, the Dan and the Adams houses. That's awesome. Well, you know, and those are both great classic games. Two of my favorites, actually. Dude, I'm loving Fireball too, man. Isn't that a great game? That's just a, that's just drop targets and that crazy center bumper and, you know, Odin and Wotan and just everything that you want. I've never played a Fireball too. It's a fun game. You'll get your chance. Yeah, there you Ooh, go. That's awesome. And don't forget that little play to Golden State with us. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Can't wait till that is happening soon. Sixty-one Ooh. days. Yeah. So, well, you guys have got a lot going because you know you're you well you're in established area as well. Especially now, Mark, you got you really helped get Reno established as a as Spencer. A what have you been up to? 
Uh, yeah, what have you been up to? Get, getting things ready for Golden State. We're going to do a two-day drive each way this year instead of doing it in one day. So I booked our hotels um, for the trip out and the trip back. Booked our campsite, ordered our T-shirts, our official Camp Silverball T-shirts that you can only get if you're uh, camping at Camp Silverball. Um, but j- pinball-wise, not a whole lot, but I'm still planting the seeds. Um, got a coworker going to go in for back surgery here on the like 28. So next Saturday, I'm going to have a few coworkers over for a little pinball get together. Uh, I've had my doctor over a couple more times. Um, he has a son and a daughter, both attending universities. His daughter's attending uh university of Wyoming. His son's back where they originally came from in Kansas. And they were both out different weeks, but I had them over and I turned them on to pinball map. Uh, they're both into pinball. They both like it. So they're like, Oh, okay. I said, so wherever you are, you know, you're in a college town, you should have locations. Here you go. And, uh, you know, we taught games and they knew the names of like nineties, Bally Williams games. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You know, that game. And, you know, I was like, well, here, listen to our podcast and here, here's pinball map. And so I kind of planting the seeds there, you know, slow, but sure. You know, it's it's an uphill battle just because, you know, I, like during my day at my job, I literally talk to more wildlife and animals than I do people. So, uh, I mean, that's not a joke either. I like I mean, I have dogs and deer and antelope and I even have a donkey that I feed dog biscuits to and talk to on my route. So uh, at my job. So, yeah. So and, and my, my friend, the donkey, he's not really into pinball, but he likes milk boats. So but that's what <laughs> I've been doing. So and getting ready for the show. And, you know, it's uh, springs tomorrow. Um, you know, work. I, I got the chickens going. We've got baby ducks now. Uh, I've got uh, our garden plants. They're growing. Um, I've got a little greenhouse set up. So they're because I can't let them outside. It's still too cold. So that's what I've been doing, man. I've been, you know, besides pinball. So, but we're still, I'm still planting seeds, man. I'm like kind of like the Johnny Appleseed of Wyoming pinball and, or Casper pinball. So I'm planting seeds and getting stuff going and slowly but surely, you know, we'll get something cooked up. So have you heard anything from Jeffree Star at all? I have not. He opened, he had a, a, a semi early peak sneak peek land opening his new store Saturday and Saturday I had to work half a day. And then there was a home and garden show. And, uh, uh, so Rusty and I went in that and the boys had a friend's birthday party. And then we hung out with adults after the home and garden show at, at the kid's birthday party and just talked and, and, uh, you know, like that. So, um, and I didn't get a chance to get over there, but I'm because you know when he's when he's talking about opening, he, Jeffrey Star is opening a place in town. He's gonna um, he's gonna sell his makeup. He's gonna sell his yak meat. I've been out and I you know out, I've seen his yak ranch. He's got a ton of yak, and uh, he sells to local restaurants and stuff now. And uh, um, so he's got that going. So he's gonna have his, his yak meat for sale. Uh, from Star Yak Ranch, he's going to sell his makeup. He's going to have his classic cars on display. And I asked him, I said, hey, man, uh, I'm all ready to start a, you know, get a pin- pinball league and some tournaments going. You're going to have machines there? And he's like, wait and see, which is kind of like vague. But, you know, Jeffree Star is an interesting individual. So, um, but I'll, I'll hit him up shortly and we'll see what's going on. 
That's awesome. So you are communicating with him. Uh, yeah. From time to time. Um, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he responds back, you know, and he's like, okay, cool. You know? So, but I mean, you know, I don't want to push it, but you know, hopefully soon. No, no, yeah, hopefully of course soon, not. He's you know, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll see something going and I'll reach out and go, all right, man, I'm ready to get some stuff going. How about you? You know, let's get a, let's do a league or let's start out with a, with a tournament, you know, and then, you know, kind of get it going, get the media out there. So, um, that, that could be a, a pinnacle of change as far as, you know, having location play if he's open to that. Yeah. So I, that's and I great. Think he, Cause he's got, he's got a lot of games and I don't know what he's doing with them or where he hides them. But, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think he might be, cause I mean, it's part of who he is, you know, the flamboyant, uh, character that he is. So, um, right. Undoubtedly yeah, they're squirreled away on his sprawling Wyoming compound. Yes, probably. Yeah, it could be, you know, in the big pink barn. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm not joking. It's really pink. Um, so I guess so is the building. So anyway, well, hey, you know, good for him. Um, we have so much new stuff to talk about. There's a ton of new stuff going on. We have. You know, what's funny is your your episode title, right? Which I don't know if you mentioned at the beginning was Spring Thaw. Spring Thaw. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, man, it could have been when it rains, it pours. You know, we can change it. Yeah. We can change it. You know what? And, and I used to like to do. No, I, I like spring. Well, no, 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 so I'm just saying, man, you know, what a crazy last week or so that we've had for announcements. Yeah. And you know what? Spring thaw is very appropriate because it's like everything was frozen and now it's starting to thaw and all of a sudden this amazing news has come out with all these games. Yeah. Well, it, it is a so double, it yeah, it's a double entendre too, because, um, right now we're set for, for 2023, we're set as far as record keeping goes, uh, all time, second, all time highest amount of snow we've had in Casper since they started keeping records, you know, 120 plus years ago. Um, you guys in NorCal and Northern Nevada have beat us like, like by five, six times the amount of snow. <laughs> so it's I like, know. you know, when you guys are like, Hey, how you liking that winter? It's like, well, you guys should be saying, hold my beer fuckers. You know, uh, you know it's like, it's warm and toasty here now. Uh, and all the snow's melting off. So, you know, and no, I didn't send that weather here on purpose. No, but um, before we get into that, uh, no, Dan, you bring up a good point. And I always like to do, I used to, I used to do it a lot. I don't do it any, really anymore, but I used to like to do like the uh, two titles, like the old Rocky and Bullwinkle. So, you know, spring thaw or uh, when it rains, it pours, it would be an even right. that's, more, you that's know. That's what I was you know. getting to is like, <laughs> yeah. you know, because both points are true. You know, we're getting a lot of news after a relatively calm period of no news, but also just so many game announcements. And usually, you know, we're not trying to report the news. Like we know that you guys know everything that's coming out and you've watched all the same podcasts and heard all the same, you know, rumors and read all the same nap arcade, you know, and pinball news. Uh, we just want to kind of throw some impressions out there of what we've thought so far and Spencer's come up with a novel format for us to do that in. Yeah. We're going to, we're just going to go do a quick first impression on each game and, uh, and we're going to go in order and I'm going to start it. So we're going to start with the Godfather, which is the latest offering from Jersey Jack and uh, designed by Eric Muner. This is his what third title. He started out with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and then Guns N' Roses. Uh, first thoughts. Um, if you know the movie franchise, you know the game. I Two things I really like just looking at it, some new and inventive uh, 
shots, the way the ball returns to the flipper on the ramp returns. I like the mechanical toys. I love mechanical toys. And I really, really, really appreciate the fact that they opted to not put a uh, tablet screen or cell phone size screen anywhere in the play field. So um, if you're a Godfather fan, this is a must have, I think. I'm waiting to see more, you know, gameplay and play it. Um, You know, I think it it looks like it's going to really going to be a lot of fun to play and a lot of fun to shoot. it's not my first choice for a theme for myself, but I get why other people are really excited about it. And this new pinball. So that's exciting to me. So Dan, what are your thoughts? I was surprised. Like I knew the rumors were Godfather and you know, it, it felt big and iconic enough to have really happened, but I had no vision in my head for how they would make this game look good in the pinball world. And I should have, you know, when I found out that it was Franchi on it, I should have just had a lot of faith because I think that game looks gorgeous. I think the the collector's edition is a little overdone, uh, but I think that the art's fantastic. And I think that the style is perfect. It's got that Jersey Jack kind of pseudo overstuffed like a whole lot going on look and you got a big toy gangster shooting at you the art's great the cabinet looks great uh watch the stream of uh boy i just blanked on his name uh but he beats the crap out of the games on his stream does a really really good job on him carl d'angelo carl d'angelo <laughs> i watched carl d'angelo's stream and i was you know really delighted with how it played it looks a little too similar to two games that i already own for me to be like hey i want to come up with twelve thousand dollars for this plus i'm still waiting on my weird owl but if i had the money burning hole in my pocket today i would be all over the godfather nice yeah i can see that one more thing that you you mentioned um like with uh really impressed with the pop bumper that looks like a fountain. Very impressive little touch. Yeah. The plastics on this game are great. You know, you've got the little sculpt of uh, Brando. You've got the fountain, which apparently has like 70 LEDs to it and just does all sorts of cool, fancy effects. You got the gangster shooting. They got the really fancy topper with like the car sticking out of it and the gangsters popping up and shooting. It's got animation and great lighting. And if you're into that kind of thing, it's got those weird gaudy like lion hangover things on the legs. But I I don't go for that. I just think that this is just a Jersey Jack just doing what they do best, which is putting out the most deluxe pinball experience, maybe the most deluxe pinball experience because there's there's a new competitor in the ring, apparently. But just putting out the most deluxe pinball experience that you can get. I agree. Mark, thoughts? So my thoughts of Godfather, when I first saw it revealed, is it is a gorgeous game. The use of the reds, the blacks, the gold fit perfectly with the movie. The theme and the thought that went into it, you could really tell. Uh, Hats off to uh, Zach Maney uh, putting together that featurette. It really helped understand what thought went into it, what process was done, and having all those connections of being able to bring in all these great people and artists to put this game together was a really neat 
opportunity for them. And it really adds a lot of personality to the game. Uh, I really am impressed with the flow of the shots. It seems like there's a lot of shots on it. Um, it looks like, again, it's a little on the multi-ball heavy side. But then when I listen carefully to the featurette, there is a way that you can pick houses that won't have as many uh, multi-ball modes. So Eric definitely thought about that. Uh, he's very articulate and uh, really thinks things through. And it is a gorgeous game. I'm I did see a little bit of the gameplay also from Carl from IE Pinball, and uh, it seemed like he was having fun. And that is a good indicator to see if this game is too much a uh, wood shopping experience or not. And it didn't seem like that on his stream. So I was really impressed with that. The gaudiness of the CE uh, definitely fits with that Italian mantra uh, in the Godfather time. So it, it, works um that is how it is when you walk into a home like that of a mobster it's all just total gaudy rich looking kind of thing so it fits um it's over the top and austin takes yeah thank you that's the right word thank you um well if it's the theme which is art deco because it starts out well actually the 1940s yes yeah yeah the the details of the sculpts are really nice and the uh the fountain, like you said, Spencer, is a nice touch to it. Uh, it's just all around the game. Uh, just an amazing uh, world under glass. And uh, the topper, you can't beat. I mean, having knockers go off that sound like machine guns, that'll probably uh, definitely make me wear earplugs when I play that game. But wow, uh, neat experience from what I'm seeing. And I'm pretty impressed with that game. Uh, the only thing, like I said, is... Uh, just the rules. I, I don't know what to expect from that. So I have to play it. But first impressions, Jersey Jack nailed it again. Okay. It cool. looks like a real cross between Guns N' Roses and Pirates. Like, I Correct. think that that's what Carl was saying. And it seemed to me like that's kind of what uh, Kiefer was going for. Like, you're going to have that same risk versus reward. You know, you can, you can cash out or bet it and go on and you're going to have a lot of qualifiers and setups, but it looks like the mode structure is going to be a little bit more traditional than the guns and roses songs are. And to add on to what you're saying, Dan, the modes that you can see are very similar to like either wizard of Oz or even Hobbit, where it has the, the quadrants of the objectives that you need to meet with the stained glass motif that he came up with, which I think is clever. And we all know that Jersey Jack's animation and graphics are just amazing and well put together to go with the game. Their display work is second to none. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, wish him, wish him much success. Um, it's really funny because, uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the list. And we have three games coming out almost at the same time from three young, new, hot gunslinging designers, which will lead me to the next one, Foo Fighters, the latest offering from the the 800-pound uh, gorilla pinball company, Stern Pinball. Um, the House of Stern. 
the house of Stern. Gotta love those boys uh, and girls over there. They do awesome work. Um, Jack Danger's second actual game design in production. His first his real first, game design. First full-fledged game is first, well, second, yeah, because second game. Well, first, first because uh, Jurassic was just him reworking the, the kind of standard Stern home. Homebrew, home yeah. Style, home, but putting home, his home, home, home This is his first ground up and and cornerstone, cornerstone design. First cornerstone game. There we go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he got a lot of accolades. I haven't played the Jurassic Park home game, but he's got a lot of accolades for that. But. My first thoughts, boom, uh, Foo Fighters, cool band. Um, they're, I, I like them and I like their music. I'm not really, really into them because it's a little later in my life. You know, I go back to the days of, uh, you know, Kiss and Ted Nugent and Van Halen. Um, but, you know, I mean, I like their music. I like the fact that they didn't just go, here's a band. It's like, oh, hey, they tell a story and they're doing something. They're having an adventure and they have a van. Everybody should. Um, solving mysteries, fighting aliens, finding monsters. I love, 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 love all the little, like not one huge toy or gimmick, but a bunch of cool little ones. Like, oh, I've, I've never seen that before. Little cool little things that little tricks and little, little gizmos that the ball's doing on the play field. And I really, really, really love and want to kiss you full on the lips, Mr. Danger. And whoever did the art for the game for giving a huge fuck you to, uh, some other people that don't deserve to be anywhere near the pinball community. We know who they are. So what looking are forward to about? playing it. <laughs> so <laughs> if you guys didn't see the similarities from the word go, no, we all did. We are, I'm like, I wonder if anybody else has noticed that look on the internet. <laughs> yep. They noticed. Um, no, I'm really, I could <laughs> what not am I be missing happy. here. I have no yeah. idea where you're going with this. The artwork. What about it? Oh, oh, it's okay with the big alien boss in the center of the play field. Uh huh. I see where you're getting. Okay. I don't. Yep. I'm like, oh, are you really? Okay. Uh, well, it, 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 let's just say it's the name that shall not be named. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It's like it's oh, like is the it a village. political thing. No, no, no. It's it's no, it's, no, it's no. the J flop game that never materialized. Oh, you're saying yes. you think it looks like uh, Raza. Yeah, it does. Yes. Except original and not stolen. Only in that it looks like somebody threw up on it. (laughs) Lots of purple. (laughs) Um, Lots of purple. Yeah, And you know what? They're not the only game to do that. Okay. So, no, but I I could not be happier for the Stern team and for for Jack Danger. Um, This looks really exciting. The ball doing some really cool creative things. Again, Good to see some new fresh blood and pinball with some new ideas. Certainly don't want to take anything away from uh, the old guard because they've given us so much and they continue to give us great games. And I love them all. But uh, it's it's nice to see some young young folks coming in and, and doing something really neat and new. Look forward to playing it. Um, it's very, very I, I like everything about it. It looks good. And uh, look forward to it. So I'm going to pass the torch to you, Dan, and let you go on this one. All right. I'm glad you did, too, because first of all, I just want to say it could be that the art is a dig because it is Zombie Yeti and Zombie Yeti does have a history with with J-pop. But I seriously doubt it. That's not his style. That's not their style. And I mean, why? Why would you even poke the bear? You know, you've won that war. Um, going back to actually, uh, 
to talk about Foo Fighters. Once again, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of a Spencer. Foo Fighters aren't really before my time. They're probably a band that I should really be into. I just never really hooked up with. I know a couple of their songs. Don't hate them. I don't love them. That said, it is a very interesting use of the theme. It's got a lot of elements going into it. A lot of the stuff that I think that Jack Danger really likes and that, you know, the Foo Fighters probably really like have gotten to be thrown in there. You've got some Voltron. You've got some Scooby-Doo. It looks really, really novel. The game itself looks fun. And for a guy's freshman design, I think it speaks to kind of what you're saying about the old guard. It's not that Jack's really doing anything different. It's that he is surrounded by the best talent in the world of pinball. He's got the Keith Elwins. He's got the George Gomez's, the Brian Eddie's. Like they're going to help this new guy put out a just a wonderful design for his first game. And I bet you that it shoots like a dream and it just looked fun as heck. You know, and Jack Danger, for anyone who's watched his podcasts uh, or his uh, streams, you know, the dude's going to bring the weird. So the in-lane targets, awesome. The little loop-de-loops are great. The dead post is genius because that's going to make everybody feel like a pinball all-star when all they do is pop up that flipper and the ball shoots back into play. Like, and for just such a simple, stupid feature, like, oh, man, you saw that in action. You're just like, oh, it, it does a death save for you. That's dope. Yeah, without breaking your wrist. Uh, I know the art. Or breaking the machine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't have to break your wrist or the game. Uh, I know everybody loves Zombie Yeti. I don't really think it's the best art package I've ever seen. It's detailed and it's got a style and it's very, very colorful. It's just way, way too busy. They needed to really take an eraser to the play field. Cabinet's fine. The back glass is fine. I think the play field needed a little more focus. It's really hard for me to tell what's going on. I felt like that about the last few of Zombie Yeti's art packages, though. And the games keep selling. So, you know, who am I to uh, argue against what works? But I think that Foo Fighters, yeah, it's going to be another big hit from the House of Stern. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, well, you and I talked a few days ago about the art and we both kind of agreed. Yeah, it's a little busy, but it's it's you know. probably just a younger person's art. You know, like I'm not trying to sound like an old, like an old fuddy-duddy or anything, but yeah, just for me, it's like, wow, I just kind of preferred. And I know a few years ago, Steve Ritchie, you know, was talking about how he wants people to be able to track the balls on his play field. So he's not making these incredibly busy, you know, play fields. He wants the play field to be very, very clean. And everybody's just like, ah, his play fields look like crap. Star Trek look like crap. Game of Thrones look like crap. But, um, you know, playability above all, especially if you don't really love the theme. If you really love the theme, it's easy to look past all that clutter. It's like, oh, it's important because of this and that. But if you're not really, really into the theme, it's just sort of like, wow, there's some guys and there's aliens and there's cars flying around and pieces of a robot and 15,000 different colors. I mean, it, it catches the eye. It catches the eye, and that's what it's supposed to do. Art sells games. I believe that with all my heart. I hate having ugly games. I do have some ugly games, but I think art sells games. 
And so you can't blame Stern for sticking to their guns and doing what works. Zombie Yeti works. I've got a couple Zombie Yeti games. I love the art. Um, I just think that ever since probably, you know, I thought Godzilla was kind of tacky looking and everybody thinks I'm out of my mind. I didn't think Avengers was great. I thought Turtles was okay. It looked like it was supposed to look, but they all just looked a little too colorful and a little too busy to me. That's a fair assessment. Mark, what are your thoughts on all this? So my thoughts on Foo Fighters is it looks like a flow monster. And I love flowy games. So, yes, I'm a fan of Steve Ritchie. And I don't know, maybe he will be the next king of flow because that game really has a nice path where the ball can go in different directions, but keep it going smoothly. The jump aspect of the uh, with the diverter and how you can actually fly the ball in the air was is really a neat idea because he took it from the Jurassic Park jump ramp and he incorporated it into the game. So it, it makes me happy because it's like he didn't leave something out that I wish I could play on location somewhere. And we know that Foo Fighters is going to be all over the place. As far as the band goes, uh, I'm with Dan. I'm not a huge fan of the Foo Fighters. I don't hate them, but um, their music, I, I wasn't, I, I'm not into it. But what I can say is the music fits perfectly with the game because it's very high energetic and it's uh, really amazing how uh, that driving type of music fits really well with that kind of game. And I love the back glass or I'm sorry, the animations. Uh, It it's better than what Aerosmith was. Um, it's got that Saturday morning cartoon feel, which is what they were going for. It just looks like a lot of fun to play. We have two that are coming, I think to Reno, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, and I can't wait to play it because it just, the, the objectives, objectives look great. The, rules are nice because it's like we got to build this robot or uh, you have to do these different kinds of modes. And it seems like it will be a nice game to just walk up to and figure it out instead of having to have a rule sheet that is like a novel, like Jersey Jack games. (laughs) Um, But I'm really excited to see. uh, I want to get my hands on this. And I know that at Golden State, they're going to probably have like 10 of them to play. And I know it's going to be a hit. It just looks like a great game and hats off to Jack for designing a game that looks really fun to shoot. And I'm sure he's probably a fan of Foo Fighters, so it fits perfectly with his generation. Uh, But yeah, it's a little, a little newer music. And uh, I, I, as far as the artwork goes, uh, it has that Deadpool vibe to me. It's very colorful, busy. Uh, I like that kind of artwork, but I do agree with Dan that it can be a little, uh, a little too much when you're trying to focus on what kind of shots to make when you have all this other artwork that's surrounding those inserts. But sometimes uh, pictures fool you and it looks amazing in person. And uh, I'm just going to take it for the benefit of the doubt that it's going to just blow me away when I see it and actually play it. And I don't know if there's any on location now, but uh I'm impressed. I, and Jack nailed it. 
And I just can't wait to see people with their grins on their faces playing this game. Cause it's just like, it's a party game. It has that party atmosphere. And, uh, I can't wait, Mark, you know, I, just, I agree it, with you in all things. Yeah. I vehemently disagree with you that Jack danger is a fan of the Foo Fighters. Yeah. I you bet think you, so. Okay. I mean, first of all, I'm sure that he likes them fine, especially now, but I remember he used to play a lot of music on his streams and I don't remember playing any Foo Fighters. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I think his music good, tastes good to notice. are a little more eclectic and the Foo Fighters are very much like the corporate standard for rock. Mm-hmm. Right. Just saying. Right. And that's not why I don't like the Foo Fighters. I think that their music is perfectly acceptable. It just, you know, I think I'm a little... I think we're not into it. Funny bone. So I think I remember reading in an interview that like even Dave Grohl didn't think that the Foo Fighters were going to be as big a deal as they ended up being, or he would have chosen a better name. <laughs> they like just, the you know, he, he was just, it was just another thing he was doing and they ended up becoming a big, big hit, but there's no doubt that it's a popular band and it does have some generational appeal. So hopefully it'll get people off of the, off of the dad rock train where people are just pissed off that they're giving pushing 50 year olds what we want. I've got, I don't, and they don't all need to be my band. I've got my Metallica. I've got my guns and roses. I've got my ACDC, you know, I'm getting my weird, yeah, you're I'm sad. getting my weird owl. So geez, you know, how mad can I be? If I want music, then I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, it's an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. It is nice to have the nineties represented. Yeah. Because it it will appeal to those younger generation. That's what ten years younger than us. But imagine basically the that we're into mania that. if they had done Nirvana. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, no I kidding. People would have lost their minds. A very specific True. subset of people, mind you. But yeah, that would have been huge. Well, I think my prediction is this game is going to sell because of the gameplay more than the theme that's just my opinion but we'll see it's theme theme and art baby people don't care how games play anymore yeah i still do a little bit but well you no, know what absolutely. Now, well now we're kind of flipping this on its uh flipping all this on its ear you know i used to always say that uh you know everybody says they want an original unlicensed thing but they really don't and i attended that a few months ago or what a year ago with uh a couple of unlicensed themes that have done really well and people really liked. And that was, uh, well, the first one was uh, Total Nuclear Annihilation because uh, it's a great game and people have been, you know, it's very well received. And then um, originally from Riot Pinball through American Pinball Manufacturing, we had uh, Valhalla. Valhalla, Legends of Valhalla. Again, very well received game. Um original unlicensed theme and now it kind of got gone full circle because the gentleman another young gun designer is second full production design um scott denisi who his first came over at spooky total nuclear annihilation now he's over at uh well he's not an american oh, football, my mistake i'm sorry i screwed I thought, that yeah, up i think i thought okay. you were going for uh 
No, the other Nordman, one. We'll get to that. Nordman and Galactic. Yeah, I, you Force. know what? Because because they're both because they both have. I think a you similar, mixed up your intros. <laughs> I did mix up my intro. I fucked up. So, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, well, he's over at another company. He's over at P3 Multimorphic, the wonderful folks that have brought us great titles like uh, Heist and uh, Weird Al, uh, Weird Al's Museum of uh, what is it? Natural Hilarity. National Natural and Lexi Lightspeed and all those other yeah, ones. Yeah. Uh, Cannon Lagoon, yeah. Cosmic Kart so, Racing. Cosmic Kart Racing, that cool baseball game. I forget what it's called. Baseball Barn or something. Anyway, yeah, so he's got his latest title out, which is an original unlicensed theme, which is called Final Resistance, which uh, I I don't think it's actually a sequel, but it has some similarities maybe, but it looks really cool. So, and it's a multimorphic. If you know anything about the P3 multimorphic platform, it's a modular platform. You can pull out one game and snap another one in in just a few minutes and be going with a brand new game. Um, I don't know a lot about this one yet. I've just seen a little tiny bit of gameplay video and uh, some screenshots. Um, but I know, you know, Scott Denise's reputation in the community, another guy who started out just building a homebrew that he had an idea for and thought this might be fun. And it really took off. So um, I got to see more on it, but you know, just the first impression looks really cool. And I'm really excited to play it. Everything Multimorphic comes out with, I really seem to like and enjoy. The only thing that stops me is just the price point, you know, cause it's just not in my wheelhouse right now. Um, it's 3,500 bucks, buddy. You can't get a cheaper pinball. Well, you can't, but that's, you got to have the whole system already to plug that into, which you, yeah, you got to start off with a $9,000 game to plug it into. Yeah. You will, you will <laughs> have true. that very soon. So, but Dan, since you, since you actually have ordered up a weird Allen, you're going to have the platform. What do you think? So I think final resistance looks really cool, but I bet you that I think it looks really cool for reasons that you might not expect. I think Final Resistance looks really cool because it looks like it's going to be the most traditional pinball experience that you can have on a P3. And if you listen to the interview that Denise did with Buffalo, I think that's what he set out to do. He wanted to show people that it's like, hey, it's not all cartoons and animations, that the P3 is real pinball, you know, with real flippers and real targets. And, you know, he wants it to look like and I don't think that you can kind of fool yourself and not look at the the play field screen with the arrows and everything and not think he was going for like an attack from Mars sort of vibe, which I've been saying to anyone who will listen for months, man, if P3 really wanted to do something cool, they should get a license and make an attack from Mars module. And, you know, people will immediately start paying attention. Because it's a known quantity. It's a license. Scott Denisi among pinheads, just himself now, is a known quantity, right? Everybody loved TNA, or at least everybody, you know, likes some stuff about TNA. Uh, you know, Rick and Morty. It's a little infamous, right? Great theming. Maybe a little sketchier on the gameplay side than some people expected. But awesome, awesome music. Denise's a music guy. I don't think this has, I don't think this is a sequel to TNA, but yeah, you'd be high if you don't see that there's a lineage there. Maybe 
maybe TNA is, is, you know, a spooky property. And so he's not going to say it's TNA too, but yeah, it's awful hard not to look at this and say, oh yeah, he's going for that, that kind sort of, same of you universe. know, it's right, like, that like TNA futuristic, you know, resistance rebellion kind of thing. The problem I have with final, uh, resistance so far as i just really want to call it final destination <laughs> that's what i say too just, i say the same thing i've said final destination i've said final restitution <laughs> i'm like final final something final fantasy um but i, I do you know, feel I, like if if i was not getting weird Al, i don't think this would sell me a p3 uh but i actually looking at the trailer and everything i think if you have your P3 all kitted out as a final resistance. It's definitely the coolest looking P3 yet. So yeah, I think it's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll almost undoubtedly end up with one. You know, it, I completely forgot about Rick and Morty, you know, cause I was going with the, Oh, okay. Cause I got, for some reason I got the two mixed up the next one we're going to talk about, but yeah, that's another one. And you bring up so many good points. Another good points, the light shows that Denise does. Like he does stuff with the lighting that you just go, how in the hell do you figure that out? You know? So I'm really excited to see this one in action, you know, up close and personal. So Mark, what are you thinking? So my impressions of final resistance is once again, it looks like a TNA 2.0 on steroids because instead of having one ball shoot out of a scoop, there's three balls that fire at you which is pretty cool. Uh, it's not coming out of a scoop, but it's coming out of a really interesting mech that he designed. Um, the other impression I had is finally they got it right. Scott said, Hey, why don't we have inserts that stay static on the screen? So you know what you're shooting at instead of all of this other animation from the other games where you have no clue what's going on. So having that consistency makes it look like a full play field rather than just a video screen in the middle. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, the rules sound really fun, and you cannot disagree with how awesome his music is. His music, I'm hearing right now, the it's already in my head. It's such a great, energizing soundtrack, and it's like, I love his music. I love from TNA, and now I can't wait to hear it on... Uh, Final resistance. I almost said destination, destination. too. That's so funny. Mark, you said earlier yep. on that you'd spend some time on Weird Al, right? Yes. So you'll kind of know where I'm going and, and kind of what you're saying about the inserts, why it's important. Yeah, Weird Al has that museum sort of like the generic backdrop, you know, and it'll animate and it'll change and everything. But when you're changing modes, what it does is it, it gives you these little icons. That's right. Little pointies and it'll have a pointy coming from the upper arrow when you're supposed to use the upper arrow and it'll have a pointy with like a little symbol when like you can lock a ball there. And yeah, it's it's not traditional. You know, it's different. And I think it's why a lot of people have that very much like, ah, it's video pinball. And I think that Final Destination. uh, See, I just said the wrong thing, right? Final Resistance. (laughs) 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 I think Final Resistance. (laughs) We'll do a lot to address that because again, I think it's going to, it's going to revolutionize not just, you know, I think how people see P3, but how the next P3 designer steps up and makes their game. 
you know, and I'm waiting to see, we have no P3s in Reno except at press start. And it's just not getting the love. We're not getting good coin drop from, for, for Weird Al for some reason. I don't know if it's just because there have been issues with it that we still are trying to fix. Um, but it's just not getting the, the coin drop that we want. Um, but maybe this final resistance might be more, I don't know, convincing of going with a P3 platform. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not to, not to make uh, myself sound like a dork here, but I am. Yeah. You know, you don't think that uh weird owl is the, the theme that the cool kids are flocking to these days. I don't know. I don't know. And it's cool because it actually has some R&B in it, which uh, most pinball games don't have that at all. Um, so oh, you mean like the hip hop? Yes, it's a parody. Songs? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has, it has being able to take that game out, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, with that final resistance, it's like, okay, I'm in the mood to play a Scott Denise game and you can just take it out like in less than two minutes and boom, you got a new game. So... I don't know. It just looks like it. It really looks fun. The artwork definitely has that retro vibe. He loves eighties. You can tell. And, uh, I can't wait to play that one too. I mean, it's just, yeah, it just looks super fun. And I love TNA. I love that game and seeing something with more mechs and more a storyline to go with it. It's going to be awesome. More than like TNA, the play field reminds me of like no fear. Like it's got a yeah, lot of U-turns. It throws the ball right back at you a lot. It's got the it's got the kickback. It's got the Star Trek ship firing thing. This looks to me like Scott Denisi decided to channel his inner Steve Ritchie and just yeah. really, really whoop your ass with, with yeah. love. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's at uh, Golden State. I hope we get to play it because usually P3 is always there. So we'll see. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah I you know, it's, it's a it's a special subset of pinballers, but yeah, I think that that the P3 fans, you know, this is this is going to be a good one. Yes, agreed, agreed. I, I hopefully we get to play everything that's on our list tonight um, soon. That you know, it's going to come out. It's going to be at the show. It's going to be on location. Real quick so, before we move on from P3, and I know this is kind of breaking our. Uh, that's okay. Our, our format. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Like somebody did a third party P3 game. Yeah. Did we talk about that? What was it called? Like drained? Oh, are you talking about drained? I heard that game is awesome. I, I don't, I don't know. I think the art that. looks terrible, but again, you know, thinking about what the P3 does and what it's capable of and, and the swapping. And again, especially my dream that somebody just, you know, makes an attack for Mars module for it. <laughs> somebody who can do third party P3 games. It would be so easy to make a P3 attack for Mars. Get on it. There you go. Well, you know, the, the, the fact that you, it's, it, it's somewhat, I don't know if we can call it open source, but the fact that you can, you know, somebody can make a third party game is pretty neat, you know, and that might give some new up and coming, you know, uh, budding designer a first shot. As, oh, as, yeah. If you're like an engineering badass, you can build whatever you want because that's the whole <laughs> idea behind P3 is that you have that, that suite of tools. But it's apparently, you know, an incredible amount of work. Yeah, it is. Especially trying to get it into that one third module. Right. 
I mean, it's, you got to pack it all in. Yeah, and then the software and just, yeah, just, there's a lot to it, but yeah, man, yeah. that's, you know, that's a cool looking game. I don't know, but not drained so much, but, uh, you know, final, final restitution. <laughs> final resistance. Final, yeah. Final desolation. <laughs> we're we're going to have trouble with that one until <laughs> we play it a few times, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, moving on and the one that I actually got this one mixed up with, cause I'm really excited for final resistance. I got it right. Uh, but our next one, um, like I have a chubby, okay. Everything about this to, before you even get to the gameplay, it's Nordman, it's Dennis Nordman and he's bounced <laughs> around for a while, but hasn't put out a, an actual, well, okay. I take that back. Cause he did do, uh, uh, the latest Elvira game. So, but other than that, he hadn't, he hadn't really been super active in designing and getting games released in the last years. It's an original unlicensed theme. I love everything about this theme. Like I've already, I've already sent emails out to uh, American pinball going, Hey, those advertisements you have, are you going to have posters of those for sale? And if so, how can, where, where do I send money? So I haven't heard back yet, but it's the weekend. So, um, Cause I, I remember what we did for you with that Hot Wheels episode, American Pinball. Huh? Yeah, that's right. We, huh? we we sold a couple Hot Wheels with that episode. Send, I know we did. A sample so. game. A couple hundred. So, Probably a couple hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so you know, <laughs> hook a brother up. Hook, hook, hook three brothers up. Um, but yeah, man, Galactic Tank Force. And we've been talking about this for a while. And everybody's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, the artwork alone and then the advertising artwork, like just speaks to me on a whole other level and like with the, the cool pretty girls in the, in the space suits and, you know, just dressing up the folded up game, like a tank, everything. Of, and like, like a cool 1960s, like tin and plastic battery operated toy tank where the little gun would shoot out sparks. That's like right up from like the, the beginnings of my childhood. Uh, I'm going back to like, the old uh, Major Matt Mason astronaut toys, you know, um, really cool, you know, Flash Gordon, Flash Ray Gun kind of stuff. And I love everything about that. This game just screams. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. And it's just, I mean, and then, and then you're, you're fighting aliens with tanks and you got pretty space girls and ice cream. I don't know where that came from, but that's the coolest fucking thing ever. Okay. You know, defend the galaxy, get free ice cream. <laughs> How fuck, where do I sign? You know, fuck, sign me up. Um, I want to be a space cadet too, man. That just, it's so cool. And I cannot wait to get my hands on one of these games. So that's all I got for now, man. So Dan, please go. All right. So obviously the art is, is stellar, right? You know, once again, Christopher Franchi's on the, on the scene. I think that this is what he wants. You know, I think that I heard that he was talking to somebody and he said, the American pinball project is the first machine that I've done that it's what I want to draw. You know, everything that. else he's, he's a, that's all awesome. well, because he's a, he's a professional commercial artist, right? So they say, Hey, we want you to draw the guardians of the galaxy. He draws the guardians of the galaxy. They say, Hey, we want you to draw the Godfather. He draws the Godfather and he has a wonderful photorealistic style and it looks tremendous. Um, I have one of his games right now on loan. I, I haven't owned a Franchi game yet. I don't think, but I think that the art on it is excellent. That's a Beatles. So I, I love that for him. Dennis Nordman. This looks like Dennis Nordman unleashed. Uh, 
we know Dennis Nordman will design super cool, interesting play fields, lots of lots of big swoopy ramps, you know, your party zones, your whitewaters, your original couple Elvira's, his uh his wonderful ramps got stripped out of House of Horrors, unfortunately, much to that game's detriment. You know, Nordman is is a known quantity. And American Pinball has definitely shown that they can build a solid game. I was just playing Hot Wheels last night, and it always blows me away just how well constructed that game feels like it is and what a competent product these guys are engineering. So I have a lot of love for GTF. What I don't love as much as you do is the theme. The space tanks, okay. The pretty girls, I'm down. The ice cream, what the fuck? guys like you're just getting too corny like it, that was just taking the camp a little too far probably won't ruin the game but it lost me a little bit there and the other thing is i need american pinball to remember that what they've done best so far is give you a ridiculously good value and i i look at this game and i look at the the crazy you know super deluxe edition that folds up into a tank and i look at some of the stuff that they're doing with it and it makes me worried that american pinball is going to think that they can go out there and compete with jersey jack or even stern premiums on price they need to keep that basic edition right there in that stern pro striking range so that you know maybe the normals can afford something cool uh, but more than that, the people who are willing to give the little guy a chance will give the little guy a chance. And from what I've heard at this point, they're going to try to go up market. And I hope that they don't. I hope that they that they stay under 8,000. I hope that they stay 7,500, maybe even 7K at their most basic level. So that, you know, pinball, pinball for the bass is not the classes, right? You know, and then you have that super duper deluxe edition, you know, for the people who are just out of their minds. And, you know, then you have that middle of the road edition for, you know, the Stern premium buyer. Let's see what they do with it. But great art and a great play field design. And for me, somewhat questionable theming. I don't know what's going on with the sound. I don't recall seeing who's doing the sound. Maybe if like Dave Thiel or someone's on it, it'll sound really, really good. I'm sure it'll have a lot of theremin, stuff like that. So oh god i hope so booms in effect hopefully some good voice acting i know that they announced that they got some voice actors um you know and then the other question with with american has always been like please put some money into your display you know please give it some good graphics you know don't don't legend of valhalla this one you know don't 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 make it too too goofy too cheesy you know, I've loved all their games so far, to be honest. Like, I think Houdini's so underrated. I think Oktoberfest is actually a really, really cool game. One just went up for a really decent price in Canada. And I was like, man, I wish I was in Canada. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> obviously, I think Hot Wheels has a lot of bang for its buck. Valhalla does a lot of cool things. You know, sometimes it hits, sometimes it misses. Uh, but I think it's, it's overall a cool game. So I'm hoping that this, uh, this is the game that, that really, you know, shows them that they can do it as well as anything that Stern can do, maybe even as well as what Jersey Jack can do. But they got to remember to do it, to do it reasonably. Don't 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 try to be the ten thousand dollar plus guys because you're not going to make it. 
Great point, Dan. And that's something when they started up with, uh, you know, having more than one model. Um, and I've always been in the opinion, put out a really good game. Just one game. Just put out a good game. Shut the fuck up. You know, I, I don't want the super, you know, gizmo because I played pinball, you know, since I'm five. I'm 57. I've been playing pinball literally since I was five years old. I just want a good game that's fun to play. I don't care about the you know, the the plaque or the limited and any of that stuff. People that do, okay, you know, if that's your thing and you got the coin for it, God bless you. It's American. It has tread panels and folds into a tank. Yeah. Okay. I, I, the kitchen, that's <laughs> cool. But like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't pay extra money for it, but I dig in the art, you know, in the advertisements and stuff. Okay. I dig, you know, I just dig that they're, they're doing that just to, you know, and, uh, but anyway, so. They're like making that, right? Like that's supposed to be like, you can buy that. You can buy that, I think. And I think they're only going to make like a hundred of those or something. A real small amount, you know? Um, Cause I mean, you gotta, you gotta fold it down and you gotta fold it up to play it. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense other than if you got to display it like a trade show or something, you have a couple up to play and then one folded up go, look, it's a tank too. Isn't that cool? You know, cause it kind of is. Um, you know, you think that way. fancy cart like Shannon has? I've, I've heard about that. I have not. And then seen you it. like roll it around the show, yeah, and run over little kids. There you go. That'd be fun. <laughs> so, so, and with that, I'm going to give the floor to Mark. Oh, I'm with you, Spencer. This thing is over the top. Dennis Norman, all the way. I. Uh, I love his quirky stuff. I mean, I laugh every time when I listen. <laughs> it's a laugh attack or whatever he says, you know, on uh, Party Zone. I, I just love all of those uh, quirky, weird themes that he comes up with from his mind. This one looks just over the top cheese like you would not believe. Ice cream, like you said. I really want to see how this comes together in a story while you're playing this game, because I personally like original themes. I could, I really care less about themes uh, as far as like uh, IP stuff. I'm really into original creation of a storyline that is not copycatting something else that's already been licensed. I really am huge on that. I love dialed in as an example. And this one is bringing me back to the nineties. It's bringing back that, that weirdness that he does in his games. The artwork looks great. And like Dan said, uh, Franchi nailed it. And the other thing is it's not too busy, but it still looks beautiful. And there's a huge difference between the other one. Um, but you can really clearly see where the shots are. I want to see gameplay on this so bad because it is something I've been very excited about. I know I've always been hyping it before it even was announced that it was Galactic Tank Force. Um, but just the sound of it, GTF. I mean, it just, it will be a coined word among the pinball community because I think it, the game's going to just kick ass. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, the play field looks great. The shots look fun. Uh, but I can't really say until I see the gameplay. Um, Curious how they're going to do the video assets. I have no idea what it's going to be like. Um, and also the the design of of the special edition with the uh, fold down tank is so cheesy and, and kitschy. But at the same time, it's cool because it's like it kind of reminds me of those old toys that were you know made out of the, the steel. It kind of had that like 
Spencer said that 60s style um, design. So yeah, it's going to be pretty wild to see somebody have that in their collection. But like Dan said, I hope it is under 10 grand. I really hope it's in the 8,000, 9,000 because if it's really good, I might sell my Hot Wheels and get it. I think they need to be uh, in the 7,000s at their, at their I really hope level. so. You know, black, I don't black, know. Legs, it, black rails, you know, don't lose a whole lot off the play field, you know. But people yeah. just want the good game. Do a base. I just level. want a game. I don't care about the the yeah the collectability of it. I just want to play an a fun game. Owner, right? You've put your money where your mouth is. I you am. bought their product, and you bought it. I think at least in part because it was it was affordable. A great, right? A, a, a great value, right? You were getting yes. you were getting a, a brand new game for for you know used stern money. And while I know they're still not that cheap, apparently even Hot Wheels in its basic form is is seventy five hundred bucks now. I hope that right. I hope that that's where they come in with Galactic Tank Force. And I think if they do that, you know, they're going to give the Foo Fighters Pro fans uh, an alternative. You know, to I, if there was a smart marketing move, Pro. yeah. I mean, if they if if they can have it be able to be at a lower price, that's going to help their business. But like you said, if they charge like 10 or 11 grand on it, it's going to turn a lot of people off and it might cause major problems later on down the road uh, to keep that business alive. I really truly believe what you said, Dan. Um, I hope they have a good price point. I really do. Because honestly speaking, I I would love to get that game. Uh, it would probably be something that would make me sell my Hot Wheels if if it's really a good game. I am not the kind of person that will just you know go in blindly because I got to have an investment uh, with one machine I can only have at this time, and I got to play it first to really make that judgment call. But I'll tell you something, it it looks really fun, and it looks like Dennis Norman is having fun with it, which I love to see. Cause he is very creative and, uh, wacky ideas. And it's great to see that come together in a game. So many years later of all the games that I loved, like Dr. Dude and party zone and, and, uh, Elvira, the party monsters and all those, those great wacky themes. So, uh, really looking forward to it. And, I hope they can bring one. Maybe, maybe Don Hiley could bring one because he always brings an American pinball and we've played new ones every time. So oh, I hope it's there. I really do. And maybe, maybe it's already on the line and they're going to be shipped out. I really hope so. Cause the waiting time is the worst part uh, because they don't have as big of a production facility knowing that because I toured it. Um, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you this, their game quality and their build quality, if they keep it the way it is, is built like a tank. And hey, there you go. It's built like a tank. Boom. Boom. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm really excited. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I, you know, with everything you guys have added on to this conversation about Galactic Tank Force, um, I've been, you know, it's really funny because they came out of the gate stumbling you know because with uh the original houdini design and then in, in like unbelievably short amount of time they turned it around 
and, and put out a winner, a real product. They proved themselves and they proved themselves time and time again with bucking the current trends and saying, no, I'm going to put out an unlicensed original themes. And then even when they did do a licensed theme, you know, what Houdini was kind of soft, soft license. Um, when they put out Hot Wheels, you know, Houdini's, you know, public domain. It is, it is. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a known character, you know, in, in American pop culture, even though, yeah, it is, it is, uh, you know, open, an open IP, I guess. Um, but I mean, even with Hot Wheels, you know, they kind of, you know, people are like, oh, Hot Wheels, that's a kid's toy. It's like, yeah, but everybody knows it. Everybody knows Hot Wheels. Rusty t- still tells the stories about being a little kid. I don't know. I don't know if she was like eight or nine. And she got a Barbie dream house for Christmas. And she was pissed because she wanted Hot Wheels, you know. So even girls dig Hot Wheels. And they know it. So, you know, I, I always like the fact that they kind of, they went a different direction than the industry norm. They put out a quality product and, an, you know, and, and again, just above a Stern Pro say, you know, I could do an extra three or four hundred bucks and I could get the Hot Wheels or I could get the, you know, Houdini or, you know, and there was a little more for uh, um, Oktoberfest. But damn, man, that game has so much in it. And like Dan said, now that did, that's a really, really fun game. And I think underrated, too. Um well, yeah, I mean, I, I won't talk hours about Hot Wheels, I promise, I but I'll tell you something. The only thing I had to do with that game is just adjust the flippers because they were a little, uh, they weren't straight. Uh, I mean, they weren't angled properly. That was it. Yeah. Uh, very robust. Maybe, maybe very robust and solid. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited to see what they come up with. I mean, with the, uh, with this new one. Um, just remember who uh, you like guys said, are if it's, and price it right. There you go. Man, yeah. if that price is and right. Posters. Oh, man. Posters. That's going to be, because yeah, I already have somebody who's willing to buy my Hot Wheels, right? I already have somebody sealing the deal. So uh, I got to still beat the game. There you <laughs> go. Was, yeah, I you got to beat the game first. I was close. But yeah, anyway, uh, way to go, American Pinball. I'm a fan of you. So uh, we're all fans. Don't disappoint we did, us. We've done don't multiple, disappoint we did us. a whole episode for you guys. So, you know, and, yep. and not, you know, and really, other than you buying the game, I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, we're not shilling. Like, we, you know, we're like, hey, you know, we like what these guys are doing. Here's a, here's a deep dive into this game. Um, I am so an absolute you, shill. Send what, me a no. game and I will talk about it forever. <laughs> no doubt. Yes. I send ice cream. Too. Yeah, me for sure. Send I ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. Show. I will, I will live stream it. I will sleep next to it. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'll put a leash on it, walk it like a pet and be good. Uh, <laughs> I'll borrow Shannon's cart and I'll drive it around the neighborhood and tank for him. For that. We'll put it in the, we'll yes. put it in the local parade. It'll be great. Yeah. So no, we're all, with, we're all pulling for you. Just do it and do it right. With, with that. Do it right. Do it right. It's not the newest game released on here and we did kind of talk about it but it's it's one of the newer games so i want to kind of add it in because just starting to ship um and then we have one more new one after that so uh scooby-doo from spooky pinball um i know we kind of talked about this um and uh uh you know we 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 i just want a quick review because starting to ship um you know it's got great voice call outs from the actual actors of the original you know, cartoon show. Um, it hits the nostalgia market. Great. Um, it's got some new and innovative, again, young new designers, um, you know, uh, 
bug Emery. Maybe, maybe not for the best in this case. You know what though? I, I, you know, I, I like what I see so far, but I got to play it. You know, I just got to play it, but we, we talked about it last time. So I kind of wanted to add it in to say, well, cause, cause I, I've been getting worried cause I'm out here where there's not a lot of pinball action going on. And uh, we haven't had a lot of new games coming out except for like Bond. And I'm like, we don't have, I don't like, what are we going to talk about the next episode? But we always find something good to talk about. So, and Jim was a great, great guest. Um, but yeah, I mean, Scooby-Doo's another, I mean, and, and everybody's up in the bar. They're really up in the ante. So now it's like, oh, do I buy Scooby-Doo? Cause I love the theme and I want to support Spooky and they're a great bunch of cats or, oh man, do I, you know, do I go buy, you know, the Godfather or Fupa? I mean, you know, uh, boy, I, you know, there's going to be some bro. It's like, there could be a lot of y'all out there this next year living off fucking uh, top ramen. That's all I got to say. But, uh, <laughs> damn, uh, final thoughts on Scooby-Doo. You know, I respect spooky pinball. Uh, I know they do it for the love of the game. I know that they build what they want to play. And, you know, I, I was super impressed when I, you know, when, uh, I heard Bug on, I don't remember, I think it was Loser Kid. And man, he sounded like every bit the leader of a company for for a young man. And, you know, they asked him about how Scooby-Doo played. And he said, we're not out here to build Sterns. You know, Stern builds Sterns. If you like how Sterns play, great. They make beautiful games. Uh, you know, we're out here to make a spooky. And I know that a lot of people have been have been shitting on how Scooby-Doo plays. I myself have said many, many bad things about how I think Rick and Morty plays and that I think that, you know, Rob Zombie is the worst pinball machine that I've ever played in my life. Um, but there's they always have their fans because, you know, I'll give Spooky credit. They theme the shit out of things like their Scooby-Doo looks the part. It sounds the part. And while the background music for the main gameplay drives me insane and needs to be changed, it's it's super authentic. You can tell that they do it with love for the game. So, you know, I hope I, you know, I'm sure that they've probably sold all, what were they doing, 1,969 units this time, which yeah. for Spooky is a humongous production run. And I'm sure that they've sold them and that they will go to, Maybe not, you know, tournament pinball players, but it'll go to Scooby-Doo fans. I have a couple friends of mine who are ridiculously beyond excited to get them. Um, I I would simply say from some of the news that's been flying out there, slow down, do it right. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows how you build games. You know, make sure that those solders are clean. Make sure that everything gets fastened in place. And don't be afraid if you do it wrong to throw it out and redo it right. Um, because you guys are are under a microscope. Everyone looks really, really hard at Spooky Pinball because they are the quintessential boutique pinball company. Um, you know, but, you know, I don't care about Scooby-Doo myself. I was never a big fan of the cartoon. I will be happy to flip that game when my friends get it. I would be surprised if I walk away going, man, I need to own one of these, but you know, sure looks good. And it has the real voices and it has a really cool kind of rule set. So, you know, good, good on them. I hope it, I hope it does real well. I hope the owners are are extremely happy. Well said, man. I like it. Mark, final thoughts on this. 
gorgeous game. The artwork is amazing. Uh, the colors they use, the assets that they use, it just has everything speaking Scooby-Doo to all those fans and people who love that that series or that cartoon or franchise or whatever you want to call it. It really is a beautiful game and uh, a lot of great sculpts in on the glass or under the glass. It definitely has that world under glass feel. Uh, as far as gameplay goes, I have no idea. I haven't played it. I watched it and I agree with you, Dan. I'm a huge music person and that music is a bore fest as far as how it... It just it it almost slows the game down when maybe the ball is not physically slowing down, but the music is just not as energetic. It just to drones. make it seem boring. It just seems boring. It's so bad. Um, I know. I know. Ted had a chance to play it when he was in Wisconsin. They had it, and he said he didn't like the gameplay because it just. It was, he said it was boring and I can't be the judge of that as far as until I play it. But I can tell you this, that I do like the adventure of having to unmask the villains and really staying true to the plot of, of the episodes and the assets look really good as far as the video um, integration with the game. It definitely has great call outs and it it looks appealing. I mean, if you go into an arcade and you see that, I guarantee you little kids are going to want to play it. It just has that visual appeal. But once again, we I I always go get on the fence when it comes to gameplay. It I'm hoping it's not a clunk fest, um, but I know there's a lot of to do up in that upper play field and that might get a little boring. Um, the bookcase flipper is very clever. And that definitely changes gameplay a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting to try that out. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm on the fence. I, I need to see it at a show and play it or play it on location somewhere so I can really get a good game on it or a couple of games to just get a feeling of how is the flow of this game? How does the ball shoot? Uh, is it going to be annoying to shoot in an orbit and then not know where it comes out, where you can't see the ball traveling? I don't know. I'm 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 wishy washy. I can't really say. I'm excited about it. I love Spooky. I love the company. I love the passion and the energy that they put into their products. But like Dan said, there's a lot of quality control issues that I saw on Pinside, and I know. Pinside is a bitch fest for most people, but I was pretty, pretty uh, dismayed when I saw that soldering job. It was pretty bad. And I know maybe they are limited on personnel and uh, they are trying to get those games out. I'll give them credit for that. They definitely are getting the games out. I know they're in the hundreds and I can tell you this, that I will get to play it very soon, probably in the next couple of weeks. And then I can really give that accurate first impression to really see how that game plays. But I love the story. I love the unique modes it has. I just hope the music gives it more variety instead of just that same drone music that it kind of has a feeling of like Alice Cooper, but even slower. It just 
doesn't have that energy. It sounds it like needs energy. should be playing when the ball's sitting in the shooter lane. Exactly. That's a perfect, perfect description of what it, that feels like. But the good so thing I'm is hoping with code, it will change it. They yeah, can do a code easily. update. They can put so they can move some stuff around, like you know, give us a little bit more energetic gameplay theme. You know, base something on the Scooby Doo Where Are You theme. Don't just play the theme over and over. Save it for the multi ball, just like you did. But yeah, you know, mix mix the music up a little bit. Call Scott. I bet yep. Scott will make stuff Hanna- up for you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and Hanna-Barbera sound effects with the different things that fits really well, especially for people who are fans of the show. So yeah, I, uh, that's, that's one that out of all in this list, I'm excited to see it, but as far as gameplay, it's not really making me excited. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, theme integration is where it's at, but it's gotta, it's gotta translate onto the play field. When you hit a shot, it's gotta feel fun. It's gotta feel good. So I'm going to, Go ahead and take us in to uh, the last game on the list, which actually is supposed to not actually come out for a while, but they're already, uh, you know, putting out some information on it. And uh, huge taking fan money, making money. You know, we talked making about money, this, not making yeah. money yet. Okay, well, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we talked. And we talked. Dale and I talked about software. We're both huge Tarantino fans. So the game is Pulp Fiction, and it's uh, the return of Mark Ritchie, classic pinball designer who hasn't been uh, designing pinball games for some time, but you know, a lot of his work, uh, taxi diner, Indiana Jones are all his among other great uh, pinball machines. Um, Fishtails, uh, all great games. Um, so it's his return. It's it, And this is a collaboration between help me out. If I get this wrong, um, it's raw thrills. No, and it, no, it's well, it's it's a subsidiary it's of Roth. Play Thrills, mechanics. Right? Play mechanics. But aren't they and play mechanics is owned by Roth Thrills, but what they are is their Roth Thrills' design house. Okay. Roth Thrills okay. builds the game. Play mechanics designs the game. Sort of like I don't know what. I got but no, that's, I understand that's how it works. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they design then and then Roth Thrills is the, the the they're the manufacturer. Okay. No. So you got a design house. Yeah. Isn't Chicago Gaming Company the manufacturer? Not, not of not of uh, Pulp Fiction, yeah. Chicago Gaming engineered it and is going to des- is going to produce it. Okay, so okay, so so, th- so they're manufacturing. Yeah, so it. Mark Ritchie works for Play Mechanics. Uh, George, it's not George Gomez, but it's George Petro, who's an old old Bally Williams guy. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy who owns the company and did the software. Dave Thiel, uh, you know, who's who's a gun for hire at this point. You know, he he will will sound for money. Uh, did the sound. And it was one of uh, their in-house artists did the art. Nice. It, it, I don't uh, remember his name. So we talked, um, you know, it's, it's another one. Wow. Real adult theme. Um, real quick. First impressions. Real, uh, real. Real quick. Love that they have all the, the, uh, uh, what's, what's the one I'm looking for? The, uh, the assets, if you will, they've got a, a sculpt, a three dimensional sculpt of, uh, of Samuel Jackson's character. They've got a three-dimensional sculpt of John Travolta, and it's got the briefcase that turns around and lights up, like, you know, like it is in the movie. Uh, they got the watch, which kills me. they got Big Kahuna Burger. They've got an actual cheeseburger with a bite out of it. So all the assets for the film are in there. So if you know the film, the topper, 
Dan and I talked a lot about this off air for the last few days. The topper just gets like, you have to see this thing in action. And uh, I'm, we've seen video of it. I can't wait to see it up close and personal. They really, really hit the nail on the head. It's uh, got a retro look to it. So it's got just, it is actual. it's like four player displays, like an early solid state, but they are, and Dan pointed this out to me and I saw in the video later, oh, they are alphanumeric, single level play field. It's got a cool retro look, which if you know Tarantino, if you know his films, you knew that's what he was going to say. Hey, no, I want retro. And that's what they're giving you. They're giving you a retro. Uh, that topper alone just screams retro. Um, I'm really excited to play this. I think it's going to be really fun. I think the theme integration is going to be amazing. And we're going to talk more about the retro thing here in a minute, but I'm going to just, I'm going to kick it over to you, Dan. So for one thing, you know, this has been rumored for a long time, right? Yeah. And I think everybody had an idea what was going to happen. And when they announced it's not going to have a DMD and it's not going to have an LCD, they're going to put numeric score displays in it. And then they, then they ended up being alphanumeric. I was like, Oh, you fuckers are out of your minds. Like you're going to, you're going to make a retro game. And then they said, they didn't say anything about the sound. And I was just like, dude, if they make this thing sound like a Bally playboy or something, I will fall over laughing. Because at this point, like the sound is going to do all the all the heavy Pulp Fiction lifting. So they finally started making the announcements. They said it has like 350 actual voice calls uh, and it has five licensed songs. And it's got, you know, uh, sound alikes by David Thiel, who, again, best best in the biz. Right. Um, and everybody's really excited. They showed the art. They showed the play field. And. I'm a Pulp Fiction fan, so I'm automatically inclined to like it. And I'm a pinball fan who likes old games as well as newer and semi-newer games. And I, you know, I know everyone's excited because it's Pulp Fiction, but I think that people are going to burn on the retro play field much faster than people think they are, unless they play a lot of multiplayer. Because... I think that it's a simpler playfield layout than most people expect it to be. It's not straight flat because it does have an up kicker and like a vertical lock behind the backboard. Um, but yeah, no subways, uh, nothing, nothing fancy like that. It's got some inline drops. It's got some orbits. Uh, it's got the Indiana Jones style three drop targets with the lock with the, I don't know if it's a lock behind it, but a passageway behind it. I love that it's got the old school plunge into it scoop. Um, like I respect like hell that Tarantino looked at a picture of a modern pinball machine and said, fuck that. That's not my pinball machine. Cause I guess they went to him and said, Hey, we want to do a Pulp Fiction arcade game. And he said, let's do a Pulp Fiction pinball. And they, they showed him some concepts and he sent back immediately like Dolly Parton strikes and spares, you know, all this late seventies Valley stuff. And it was like, here's how I want my pinball machine to look fellas. And, you know, they looked at it and said, yeah, we can do that. Uh, you know, I, I love the comeback story. You know, it's, it's going to be great to see Mark Ritchie. I think everybody loves fishtails. Everybody loves taxi in this group. I'm sure. Um, you know, that guy makes that guy makes awesome games. His 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 crossover ramps will be sorely missed in this one. Uh 
but I think people are paying $9,000 for call outs and, and music. I really do. Like, I think that a lot of people are getting into this because it's Pulp Fiction. I would love for this game to somehow have the depth and complexity that modern pinball fans seem to demand. Uh, maybe it will. Maybe it's going to have, you know, brain numbing rules like that, that they're just going to love. But it sounds like the rule set's pretty straightforward. You know, it sounds like it's it's pretty much a 90s Williams sort of rule set. Uh, it's got some cool sculpts. It's got some some mechanical magic, you know, with that briefcase. You know, I'm I'm excited about it being a Pulp Fiction pinball machine. I'm I'm excited about it being a retro game because I'm actually really kind of kind of into retro games right now. Um, I just wonder. I wonder. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that like a bunch of people get them and play them for six months and go like, oh, I'm going to sell it <laughs> so I can pick one up cheap on the secondary market. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do think that uh, I do think that the the retro play field is going to be more divisive than people think it is. I do think though, if you do go for the, the bad mother flipper edition, that that topper is awesome. I love the fact that the guys shimmy and dance. And I love the fact that when they talk, they sort of turn to the play field and they light up. I think that that's dope. Like I got to give all the credit in the world. I don't remember his name, but they, he was on the featurette that, that they did. And he was talking about how he really likes to design his toppers. And this is the guy who did the attack for Mars topper, uh, which animates. And he did the uh, Cactus Canyon topper with the gameplay features. And I think he was involved in the Medieval Madness topper, which unfortunately doesn't animate. Thanks, bro. That's the one I bought. Uh, But yeah, I think that, you know, that topper looks like the cat's meow. And I think that the game itself, like they nailed the style, you know, the arts, the arts comic book style, you know, and I'm sure some people will love it and some people will hate it. I think it looks good. You know, I don't think that it's, it's a gorgeous game. I don't think it's ugly. I think it gets across what it's trying to be. I think they got a great blend of songs and characters. I mean, I can't wait to see how the actual game looks in motion with the sound that's supposed to be in the game. Uh, since all we've seen so far is we've seen gameplay, but we've it's been with like the the commercial soundtrack over it, not like the actual game soundtrack. And I want to see where they put the sound. And that's going to be cool. We got a lot of people here in town. I think we got four or five people here in town have already, you know, put put money down or put themselves on the list for it so i'm sure we're going to have at least a couple accessible so you know old fiction pulp fiction looks cool i i i don't know if people who are buying and know what they're getting into but i hope that they do yeah no i i you make you make great points um I mean, I'm not trying to piss on it. I've already been accused of this because I gave uh, I, I've been given a couple of our locals a hard time about spending nine thousand dollars on callouts because that's really all that's tying this to Pulp Fiction as we know it. There's no video, you know. There's there's comic book art and there's plastic figures. You know, right. you're betting nine thousand dollars that you're going to get off on music and sound calls well there is two physical ball locks it's supposed to have a modern rule set it has modern lighting it has modern sound 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 but you know two physical ball locks don't make it pulp fiction 
No, they don't. I, I'm just looking at the I'm just looking at the features matrix right now. That was it because I wanted to know too because I wanted because you you mentioned that I'm like yeah I think there's a ball lock behind those three drop targets and there is there's also a ball lock at the uh, briefcase and there's divine intervention right, the one that mode. shoots into the back box and that locks under the briefcase and it'll dispense down a down a shoot right which is and a super novel way to do that I guess he wanted the balls to load into the briefcase yeah but he just couldn't get it to work. Right. But hey, but it's got a real knocker and that's on all models. So no, I'm with you, man. And I, I don't think you're shitting on at all. I think you're just giving your honest personal opinion, you know, which is cool, um, which I pretty much, you don't know, agree with. Um, Mark, what are you thinking? I think this game looks awesome. The reason why I like it is I love 81, 82 games uh, from Bally and it screams that that retro design, which I love of. Uh, obviously because I, I love tna and it's just it it looks like a game it'll be easy to figure out to play and when i heard the feature at, with josh sharp it sounded like it isn't that easy to get to the wizard mode and he was playing it and he only got to it twice uh the whole time he's owned the game or, or not owned it but play tested if probably is what you call it um, but having josh sharp on the team to help with the rules kind of makes me feel a little more confident that it will be a deeper game, but not too deep that it's so complicated. The layout looks great. Uh, It definitely has that retro vibe with the artwork. And it's pretty much almost like a late 70s, early 80s game, uh, which I love. It just totally brings me back to that time uh, playing those solid state games. Uh, In this case, of course, it's an alphanumeric. But uh, the callouts are probably going to be just pulled right from the sh- from the movie. I've never seen the movie, which is crazy, but I have not seen the movie, what? and oh, I'm wait, still excited wait, about this wait, game. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I have you not seen a whole fiction. How do I kick you off? Easily. Where's the ejector? <laughs> you know from me, dog. <laughs> I've not seen it. I have not seen it. Was, and this game was, will make me want to see a the movie now. Bite. We should have captured that. It's going to be a yep. no from me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm I'm sorry. I will I will try to contain my my disbelief. No, no, that was yeah. that was me talking no, about Mark it, never it, seeing Pulp Fiction, like you know, off the honor. That's what I was yep. saying. I was saying yeah. that we should just eject it from the podcast right <laughs> that's now. Why, that's why I was like, "That's a no for me, dog." You know, here's no. the door. <laughs> you got homework, brother, and you're not watching the pinball movie tonight. You're gonna watch Pulp Fiction. No, no, we no, need to watch. I still it. want to watch the pinball no, movie. Come, yeah, yeah. If you don't get the chance, the I next time you it. come to town, we can have a movie movie night. We'll have it at Scott's house. Oh my God, his home theater is unbelievable. Dude, I, can, I can quote. I can well, quote. There that. you go. I can quote lines from that movie all day. So. Right? Yeah. I'm I'll sorry. Did it. I break your concentration? concentration? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my girlfriend's a vegetarian. Pretty much makes me a vegetarian. I do love a good cheeseburger. You love me a good burger, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. So I. I like you said, Dan, the topper is amazing. Uh, I, I like how it turns and interacts with you and, and has the call outs. Uh, it'll be interesting if it's just Uma Thurman and uh, John Travolta that will do the call outs. I think that would make sense. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see, like, how are they going to bring in the other characters <laughs> with the topper? I'm so sure that, that'll yeah, be interesting. It's going to be Uma or uh, Mia and Vincent, you know, when the topper has talking. Yeah. But, and the other have the, probably the ed sullivan guy yeah you need god dude, right you and, need and i'll be movie, able to, like the the theme yeah. like you're with this machine you are buying the theme 
You are. Right. Like, oh my right. gosh. You and did, there's a lot of Pulp Fiction fans out there. You just blew my mind. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just being honest. Like, I don't even... I'm being honest. See, and I actually, yep. honestly, I love to run into situations like this, though, because now it's just like, I want to sit down with you and watch Pulp Fiction to see what you think. Yeah. Because yep. my, 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 uh, my cousin married uh, a lady, wonderful, wonderful lady. She's about 10 years younger than we are, right? And especially when he married mm-hmm. her, he was a real cradle robber. But of course, you know, it's been 20 years, so everyone's caught up. And we, she hadn't seen a ton of the movies that we, you know, really valued as kids, you know. Like the Goonies, she hadn't seen the Goonies, so it was great because you know we we would do movie night and I got to sit down with this this adult grown woman and and have her watch movies that meant a lot to me when I was ten and go so what did you think and just have her just piss on them. Oh man, <laughs> why were they screaming the whole time? That movie's terrible. <laughs> so it was always really interesting. Okay, I'm going to shut up and let you talk about the game, but yeah, I don't even know what to do with myself now. <laughs> Well, there you go. Surprise. Um, but that just goes to show you that I'm excited about that design. Uh, and I love Mark Ritchie. I love Fishtails and Taxi and Diner. And those are such great games. Right, but not uh, but I think this is going to be a lot deeper. thousand dollars excited about it? No, I'll be honest with you. I'm not. But knowing so that there's the two coming person. to Reno. Your, your revelation yeah. is the perfect revelation that I needed. <laughs> Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, it, would it be Galactic Tank Force or Pulp Fiction? Probably Galactic Tank Force, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I'd, like I said, I haven't seen the movie. If I see the movie, that might change my mind. Um, but but as far as the gameplay goes, it, it it looks really fun to shoot and it looks like it's not too complicated, which I like those kind of games. And the throwback design, the retro design uh, is definitely a... a Definitely a trend coming. You said retro, the magic word. That's the a word trend of the that's day. Here, but I, 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 we, we really need, we, we need to like channel Groucho Marx and have the little sign drop down. The word <laughs> of the day. Or like it's Pee Wee Herman bro. just all yell. So, ah. Yeah. So um, the word of the day is retro. This is Dan's idea. And it's a great idea. So we're going to, we're going to just flow into this topic are retro designings the new thing and are they good bad you know what are your thoughts because we have well we have pole picture which is a retro design we have a reproduction now with some added features on one version of uh fathom we have beetles there's one more isn't there bond 60 thank you which uh, yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah. Bond 60 is a retro style where it's, it's actually got actual score reels. Um, and it's and just chimes, level play right? it's chimes. I believe it does. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's got chimes in the sound. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, but not, but it not doesn't not like a chime unit. No, no, no it does not. Ah, okay. I um, thought it literally had like a yeah, chime unit so inside. So, okay. I was like, for 20,000 no. bucks, it better. Yeah. No, it does not. So, okay. I'll go ahead and start with this. I, I like, I love Beatles. Okay. I, I'm mediocre on the Beatles. I like the earlier work better than their later stuff. Um, but anyway, you know, I like them well enough. I like the early fun stuff, but they were just, you know, boy meets girl. Um, I like the game though. I like the way the game shoots. I, I, they took uh sea witch and they, they fixed the issues of the 
playful design itself with the, the kinetics of the design, the physics. And they made it shoot way better. They had a multi-ball. They had a spinning disc record, cool features. I like the game overall. I like the way it shoots. I like the way it plays. I like the, the integration of the, the music and, and the theme and Ed Sullivan and all that. It's fun. It, it's, it's, got, it's modern, but it's got a retro feel to it. And I like it. Bond 60th, I haven't played yet. The price point, I just, I'm shaking my head on. Um, Fathom's cool, and I'm glad people are able to get a brand new version of that. If I had a choice of, of, of two classic valleys, um, Centaur would always be my first choice above uh, Fathom, just because I love that game so much more. But I dig it. Um, Pulp Picture, I'm a fan. I'm excited to see what's happening. But uh, and I, I always bring up, because one of my all-time favorite games to play, um, and I really want to own one someday is um, Break Shot from uh, um, Capcom. Capcom. You know, it was a, and, and that came out at a time where nobody was doing that. It, you know, it has multi ball, it has a dot matrix display, but it's a single level play field. You know, you got drop targets, you got, you know, uh, pop bumpers and then all the more traditional stuff. And it's a, a billiard theme, very classic, but it was very retro for that time. And that Newton post. And the Newton post, exactly. Real simple. Th- was a cool design. And it's a fun game to play. And I really, I love the theme. I love the gameplay. I love the artwork. I love everything about that game, but it's retro. So, I, I I think there's a place for it because, you know, we all agree. We all love like, OK, I, I like you guys. I love the classic late 70s, early out, early 80s ballets. Um, those are some of my favorite games to play. The late 70s, early 80s Gottlieb's as well. Um, you know, and then the early 80s Williams, you know, uh, Flash, Blackout. Uh, Meteor. Meteor. Well, yeah, Meteor. It's a, a stern, early Stern. But yeah, exactly. Nine Ball, you know, Sea Witch, um, um, Galaxy. What a great, you know, all those uh, in that era from like 78, 79 to like 84, you know, and then you get into like an 84, you get into like, um, you know, Space Shuttle and uh, um, oh, what was the other one from that era? Um, what's the one with the mushroom and the snail? Oh, time, time, time warp, time fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah, time, time, fantasy, time, time fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I love that. <laughs> it's like, you know, how it, is this game from the mid '80s? This is definitely yeah, yeah, a seven. You know, it's, it's it's that you know, um, and and the Defender uh, pinball machine and that era, you know, of the Williams really starting, Williams really starting to take off and do some really different stuff. Or you go back, you know, a little further to the Bally, you know, class of '81. Every game, man, Medusa, Eight Ball Deluxe, um, you know, Flash Gordon, um, you know, I, Fathom, Centaur. Right, the question is, Spencer, what do you think of those being brought into modern times? And what do you think that's going to mean to modern players? Because my my thing is this. So I have a Beatles right now. I got it from, uh, you know, friend of the show, Shannon. It's just on loan. I'm I'm desperately coming up with a way to scam him out of it. Hopefully everything works out. And he brought it over to me and he said, I hate this game. And I said, really? Oh, really? And he goes, it's vicious. It just I can't do well at it. It's just kicking my ass. And you know what? I set it up, you know, I dialed it in. I started playing it. And yeah, I'll be honest, man. Like it is definitely Sea Witch, but, you know, refined. It's redone. Um, It shoots. It shoots great. There's a lot to like about it. 
Um, but man, that record just loves to grab the ball and throw it out of bounds. And you have to execute on a pretty high level to actually progress through the game. And while the game is simple, there's, there's modern ish rules to it. Um, and I just was hating it until I got people here with me and we started playing at multiplayer and it was me and Will and my cousin Jeff. And then me and Will, shit, man, we must've played it for five hours one night. And I was like, Oh, dude, the genius of this is multiplayer. And it's the same thing with like League or something. You get a bunch of people on Jurassic Park or something like that. And, you know, okay, it's, you know, you're going to watch a bunch of people, you know, play through a modern game and execute, you know, modern game strategies. But you put them on a, a classic game and that all goes out the window because classic games didn't fuck around. Like they were built to kill you. And, (laughs) and then we downloaded the new ROM for it. We updated it. And there's a mode now in Beatles where you can play Sea Witch. Now it's not the retro sounds. It still sounds like the Beatles. And of course it's still the Beatles play field, but it turns off the spinner. It turns off the magnet. And instead of, you know, Beatles, you want to, it's very orbit heavy. Uh, they, they want you to make that loop a lot. If you can make that loop on Beatles, you're going to kick Beatles ass. Um, but on sea, which it's much more about drop targets, knocking down banks. Right. And that's of course, always the most fun thing to do in any old school game is knock down drop targets. And I was just, I was just taken with like the difference in the actual retro play field or the 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 retro style play field with the retro rules and how much i didn't like it probably mostly because will was just whooping my ass at it versus how much i was enjoying the retro play field with the modern rules and i just you know i kind of threw the question out to the community and i thought i'll throw it at you guys just like you know marks had some time on bond like you've you've played bond uh 60 and did you ever play? I have. I played it today. Did you play again? Did you play Fathom when he had it? When Jason had it? I I did. I wish he didn't get rid of it. And so I you, wish he didn't get so rid of it. So you played the actual the mermaid rules. I did play the oh. mermaid rules, and I thought they were awesome. Trying to fill up the oxygen tanks and great storyline uh, to go with the theme. Uh, yeah, it's great, and, and the music was good too. I mean, I got used to it, and it was kind of like, okay, this is kind of got a retro feel to it, but, um, I thought it was fun. I thought it shot great. Um, and as far as bond 60th, we could not stop playing that game today. I mean, he has tons of machines and dude, I'm in his, uh, I am dying place. and I was like, to get up there and play that with man, you guys. It, I was so disappointed. It, it, that it's the weather so sucked last week and I couldn't come up because I think that game, you know, I was, I was as much like, oh, God, it's ugly and it's $20,000. What the fuck was Stern thinking? And then I watched that stream of Jack Danger playing it with George Gomez and the other guys at Stern. And just said, you know what, man? Those guys are drinking beer and having a blast playing. It is a fun game. It's brutal. You know? It is brutal. But I, I love the the retro. Uh, the uh, Yeah, we're saying that a lot, aren't we? Uh, I love the uh, spinner, the actual physical spinner reels. Uh, they are very modern as far as how they're designed. Cause it's cool. Cause the next player comes up and it, it reverts to the, you know, the score from that other player. Uh, but it's just like so smooth. So it's got that modern edge to it. 
But I'll tell you something, that game is a fun shooter. I mean, Elwin nailed it again. It is fun. And I know for a fact that uh, when we played it, uh, we could not stop. Okay, well, let's play another game. Let's play another game. We played like 20 games and we had all these games to play. And it's like, I was just gravitated to playing Bond 60th. It just, it is so much fun to shoot. And the, the, uh, the rules on it are definitely, uh, they're simple to play. I mean, I'm sorry. They're simple to learn, but I'll tell you something. I was trying to get more gadgets and I could get two at the most. And then my game was over. So it has that one more game feel. Play it again. Play it again. Play it again. It is just wow. Uh, great game. And uh, is it worth 20000 I can't afford that. And no, I would say no. And no game is worth 20000 right, Nothing's worth 20000 Is any game worth exactly? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, but but when somebody has it to play, and it is a great game, it is awesome. I mean, if I would compare it to TNA, I would say it has more to do than TNA on it, even though it's single level play field. But that another, figure eight shot, another good oh, it's point. so good Ooh. that figure eight shot. That's another yeah. game that I didn't even yeah. bring up. TNA is you know a single level old school style play Retro. field again. You know, it started off as a Dolly Parton when he did his prototype and just, yeah, it plays so much different than a classic game, but it's just, I really, I don't know, man. I really have a feeling that like, especially maybe not for the collectors, maybe not for the people who, who need big ramps and, and giant, giant, you know, toys and stuff like that. Maybe these games won't win them over, but I think for the competitive pinball player, I think for the person who wants to play, I think these games offer a lot. They actually have me rethinking parts of like, you know, my collection is very like 90s forward, right? Like I got tons of WPCs. I got a few classic Sterns. I got a car. I got a few newer Sterns. I got a couple JJPs. I think the oldest thing that I have is a... Uh, system 11 and you know yeah i'm i'm really like man i need to get some old games up in here because i just i think that i had forgotten outside of playing a league just how fun they are and just how how much the the difference in the strategy when you're shooting them and just having a simpler rule set that the goal is just to execute these simple tasks at a very high level versus trying to stack 15 modes and and build a multiplier and get into to 3x or 6x and 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 blow the game up totally agree with you Dan. If- that is that's yeah that's what appeals to me is that it is you don't have to be you know having your brain mush trying to figure out rules and that's why i like bond 60th and and the other retro games that are coming out because it it allows you to go for for those targets instead of trying to figure out a strategy to get the highest score. And the other thing is there's, there's are short playing games. So you're not waiting for the person to play, you know, a five, 10 minute ball like Jurassic park or another game uh, where you're waiting for it and you lose that, that energy. But man, when you're playing a uh, multiplayer, like you said, with the uh, Beatles and, and it, it's just, super fun because the game is not that long but in reality you are playing as long because you're playing 
a huge number of games. Oh, yeah. Having that start button pushed over and over and over again, just trying to get all the gadgets or just trying to get the, the different multiballs or getting all the bonds. Uh, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I I'll love smash the, button, the start player, you know, start button four or five times in a row. That's even just playing by myself. But again, if you get, you know, someone in the room who wants to play pinball with you and rather than trying to describe to them how to, you know, start modes on Tron Legacy and get into the multi balls or how to especially how to play Guns and Roses. I hate trying to oh, yeah. train people how to play yeah. that game, even though it's super fun. That's, once any, you know that's it. any Jersey Jack. Huh? That's pretty much any Jersey Jack, you know, though. You know, like the Wizard of Oz. I don't or, see that or, because or, most of the Jersey Jacks literally are just start a mode, hit flashing lights. Guns and Roses yeah. is all about setup and qualify and then execute and then risk versus reward and decide when you want to get out. Like that game, like for the newbie, it's a nightmare. Where Beatles, right. I can say, okay, this mode, you want to hit orbits. This mode, you want to keep it in the pops. This mode, you want to hit drop targets. Uh, and what's what's the other one? This mode, you want to rip the spinner. And then if you do one of those modes, and then you spell Fab Four, hit the orbit, and then you can do another one. And if you if you get it either in gameplay or you get it, you know, on your ball three, this mode is a two ball multi ball frenzy. Ready, go. Yep, exactly. And you mentioned spinners. <laughs> genius having four spinners it is so much fun to shoot those spinners in all the different directions that it is in the play field oh it's so oh, good bond. i can't wait till you play it yeah when you get a chance to play it coming down to reno oh it's so good i love you know, it ellen ellen swore he'd never do a game without at least one spinner and if you look oh, back but four it's oh it's so good no, it's, it's so that good Stern yeah. went through if that weird at, period where they weren't putting spinners in games that's, yeah right, right well Bally williams too in the 90s very few games in the 90s it was a few but a lot of them didn't have spinners you know, and having optical spinners makes it right. even better i'll tell you that the optical spinners oh it's so fun to rip them yeah and no, they and and that game just screams as far as speed it yeah. is a fast game if, if you go back to the early 80s um especially williams um blackout and um warlock come to mind both of those games had three spinners you look at some of the late some that were more of the early 80s uh sterns where they had two or three spinners um like um stargazer and uh oh yeah stargazer so good too what's the yep. other one i'm just thinking of I, that's I three spinners one. in that one Stargazer's is another design like that. that i would love to see them revisit like like yeah, they did with, with uh, deeper rules with Sea Witch, except for the fact that Stargazer does not have, uh, like we were talking about earlier, the traditional traditional Italian, Italian uh, bottom, yeah. arrangement, Italian bottom. Yeah, and I think that you know, that's, you know, I just wonder, you know, what what the commercial success of these games could really be, you know, and and I think Pulp Fiction is going to show us. And that's why I'm it sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because now I sound really enthusiastic about retro games and I'm enthusiastic about Pulp Fiction. I'm afraid that a lot of people are going to jump on Pulp Fiction because it's Pulp Fiction and be turned off because it's retro, because I was really surprised to hear, you know, the the owner uh, who I've already mentioned his name, but I'm not trying to make him sound bad, say that he wasn't having fun with Beatles. But having it, I did understand why he said it, because, yeah, some of those games 
are are brutal. And it seems like modern pinball players, you know, a lot of them, maybe not the competitive pinball players, but a lot of modern pinball players, they don't like games when they're too hard. Ninja Turtles caught a lot of shit for being too hard. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of the more brutal games out there, you know, people people don't tend to like as much. And I wonder, you know, will that ultimately end up being good for pinball? Because I I hope that it is. I would love to see more single level, you know, classic inspired, maybe not necessarily straight remakes, although I really do hope that Haggis figures out this Fathom thing and then does other titles and, you know. Right. I want to see more of that stuff come out. I really do want to get my hands on one of those Fathom remakes and and check it out. As somebody who had a real brief ownership of a very broken Fathom, uh, you know, I've always had a soft spot for that game. And I do think it's it's a beauty. And I think a lot of the older games, I think one of the things they miss with the new style of the older games is they're not quite as gorgeous as the games from the early 80s. The art, the art design is different. I think Bond. I think Bond 60 is uglier than ACDC. And that's saying <laughs> um, it doesn't look that bad in person. Well, I, no, I, I mean, had the same thoughts. I don't thoughts, think ACDC looks that yeah. bad in person either. But I mean, I just think that like, wow. They, yeah, it does. They, they, did, <laughs> they, did, they did a bad job with the with the art on that game. ACDC is fuck ugly. And, but it's a wonderful, it great was, game. And it's, it's a great thing. Yeah, it's it's an example of what they were doing at that moment in time. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank God Metallica fixed that. Metallica, but still an amazing game. A lot of work. You know, I've turned around on ACDC versus Metallica, though. I think I like ACDC better than Metallica now. Oh, I, I, I am not. I mean, side I, by I, side, originally, like Metallica whooped its ass ten times out of ten, and now I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm getting down with ACDC quite a bit these days. ACDC is a near perfect game. It's one weak point is the art package. But beyond that, it's still a fantastic game. <laughs> it does um, have an uggo play field, man. It, it, it's not the artwork and everything. But yeah, so that's the thing like people, but look at it, Pulp Fiction go, oh, wow. You know, it's, like, it's stylized animated art and that style of the 80s, late 70s, early 80s. Like, so, I, you know, the kitsch value alone, the gameplay is fine, but the kitsch value alone, I've always wanted a Dolly Parton and, uh, and just because it it's it just it fits the time period so beautifully. So would you pay eight thousand um, dollars for Dolly Parton today? Ooh, yeah, that's see, a good question, no. Dan. And that's, that's, that's where it, I'm that's coming good, with this. Yeah. Is that's like it was the question I got to ask Mark earlier because of just the amazement that he hasn't seen Pulp Fiction, and the perfect setup <laughs> there is just like, do you look at Pulp Fiction and go, this game's worth? And it's not even 8,000 kids because you got to remember, you're going to pay tax and shipping or some combination thereof. It's really more like 9,000 bucks. And in the case of Pulp Fiction, I feel like you're paying that for a name and for some call outs. You know, Beatles was 8,000 bucks, right? You know, is is it worth it? You know, and Beatles is a little bit more modern of a game presentation wise, but it's undoubtedly, you know, just as just as modern in terms of. Hey, you know, probably a little less modern in terms of some of the playfield tricks it does and some of the the light show and whatnot. But you know, let's see Pulp Fiction in action before we, you know, make that decision. Great Franchi art, though. That's right. Beautiful Franchi art. Yeah. And I didn't mention it, but David Thiel sold. I love David David Thiel's music. Yeah, dude. He's yeah. When I got Pirates, or before I got Pirates, but when I first heard of Pirates, I was just like, in fact. 
this goes back to the Stern days, right? Me and Will went to the arcade, the first arcade that we knew of that got Pirates of the Caribbean. And I walked out crushed that they didn't get the movie music. Because Lord of the Rings had it, Mm -hmm. right? And so I just, in my head, it was going to have the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. And then when JJP did it and they said, well, we don't really, you know, we have all these different characters and we have this guy doing voices and, but we didn't get the actual music. And I was just like, oh man, what a fail. Like just, just disastrous. But, you know, having played it for a lot and then eventually buying it. Yeah. David did such a great job on the soundtrack of that game. And the sound effects and and putting you in the piratey world and giving you really good sound alikes. Like he is the sound alike God. Um, He's so good. And Alien is amazing. The soundtrack on Alien. You know, I can't decide on Alien if I love that game or hate that game. Usually in one game, I kind of both because Mike has an LV right now. So I've gotten this quality time on it. That's a really cool game, man. And that's a winning theme, I think, for a lot of guys in our wheelhouse. Like, I've I've never played it in Alien mode, by the way. I always play it in Aliens because I just mm-hmm. love that freaking movie. But, yeah, great music. Sounds like it's supposed to. The music is so good. The, it's, it's so the good. Calls. Like, sound is so important. But, yeah, you know, just to get back on, on the classic, the retro, the remakes, yeah. just like, you know. I, I want to see this be a trend that continues. I want to see the community figure out how to love these games. And and I want to see, you know, I want to see how people react to Pulp Fiction once it's in their houses for a couple months. Because I don't think that it'll be interesting to see that. I, yeah, because think- if we see that that renaissance of younger people wanting to play retro games, that's what I want to yeah. see. Is it going to appeal to the 20 something crowd? You know, well, and I don't think they've even though, ever done anything that's like been a wide release, right? It's always limited. Right. Like they're making so many fathoms. They made they made two thousand Beatles. They made how many bonds? Like a hundred? Was it five hundred? It's something really yeah, I think low. Five hundred. And mm-hmm. of course, then they decided to charge you twenty grand for it. But like, yeah. I really want to see like. If somebody, you know, and and obviously Haggis has had its difficulties, you know, they're at least sticking to their guns and they're they're fighting the good fight to get these fathoms out there. But I want to see this be successful because I think it's cool. I don't know if it's good for pinball, but I think it's really, really cool. And I'm having fun with it's the cool one that too. I have. And I, you know, it's again, it's changing, it's changing my perspective a little bit to kind of look at older games and uh, you know, wanna wanna play them more and maybe maybe have more of them. Yeah. Yep. I don't think this is a problem with the retro games in particular. And we've talked about yeah, this. It's not about the games. There, it's about the, play, it's is, about the collectors and the players. Well, well, right. Well, you know, with like bond in particular being a $20,000 price tag, there's rumors that there's a, a location in Colorado that's going to have one. And, and they were going to, and this is, and I don't have this, you know, verified yet, but remember they're going to have it on location and then they're going to be charging $3 a play. And it's like, at what point are you people going to just not put money in a game? And at what point are operators just going to say, we're not buying new games. It just, it doesn't make financial sense. And that's, a, I, I think that's a genuine concern, you know, because the games keep getting more expensive. And then most places I know, they're still 50 cents a few places, but mostly a dollar a play. And people will put a dollar in a game, especially a game they really enjoy, 
will they put two dollars in or will they will they put three dollars is pushing it you That's know i i pretty you know, wild I, but then again I, you got a redemption games where people throw in two bucks for a one second game well they will so, like that boxing that boxing game with the the speed bag and it, i yeah. i i tell the story about one night at, at a company party office party it's like after, it was like the after party of a christmas party so we're at this little water and home people are having drinks i'm put a dollar dollar 50 in the pinball machine and i'm winning games i'm playing it was a world cup soccer and this is 15 years ago and i'm you know rusty played a couple games the boss played a game or two with me so we put maybe three or four bucks in the thing and it was like 50 cents a game and I'm watching our group and another group on the two boxing games in the place. And they're dumping $20 bills in. So in the time that I put two, three dollars in the pinball machine, those two boxing games combined, uh, people probably dropped $300 in, you know. So, you know, what are people going to spend money on? You know, are they going to spend money on you know, they're going to buy more boxing games. You know, they're going to buy a, a, a claw machine. They're going to buy a redemption game where it's two seconds and $5 because people will do that and not think twice. But they're probably going to think twice about putting $3 in a pinball machine, especially if there's somebody that isn't, that isn't familiar with pinball and that they're not, you know, like, like we all know the stories of somebody that comes up, they hit this, you got to show them with the start button. They pull the plunger, they let the ball go down and go, well, that wasn't fun. They don't even know about the flippers. So, you know, it's just, you know, and it, it, it's a, it raises questions. Say, you know, what point guys are you doing more harm than good? Well, it's such a niche situation too. Like, again, I think that when we had talked about this before, it's not that you're paying $3 to play pinball. It's that you're playing $3 for the novelty of playing a $20,000 pinball machine, right? No one's just going to walk and be like, Hey, three bucks a game for, you know, Adam's family. This is great. But the people who know are going to spend, you know, I mean, unless they're lucky and they know people like we know, they're not going to have a chance to play this game, you know, in a private collection. They have to play it in the wild, you know? So maybe as an operator, you can get away with saying, Hey, I have a Supreme and it's really expensive and I'm charging five bucks a game. You got to pay it off. But yeah, I, I think yeah. that when I look at the classic games or the retro games or the, the, the new, the new modern, whatever you want to call it, I just, you know, my question is just, do you put yourself into a situation where like operators aren't buying them? I don't think, I think that, you know, our, our collectors going to buy enough of them to make up for the fact that, you know, they're, they're fun to play, but they're not feature rich, you know, at least not on the surface and our players, you know, maybe this kind of speaks to your point, our players going to play them enough to make them worth producing. And I think Pulp Fiction will be a proof of concept for that because Pulp Fiction will be interesting to see what happens. It has a chance to appeal to a modern, you know, I mean, Pulp Fiction is still a 30 year old movie. We got to remember we're all old men now, but uh, except for Mark, who's never seen it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We got to remember that it's like, it's a 30 year old movie, but like, you know, Enough enough people, I think, in just the really real world know what Pulp Fiction is to to be like, hey, you know, I'm going to buy this game because I love Pulp Fiction. You know, are enough people going to play it 
to make it worth to make it worth building for the players and are enough collectors going to buy it to make it worth building for the collectors and i don't think many operators will buy it but you know what pulp fiction nine thousand bucks you might see you know you might see a few of those on location and what are they going to charge a buck a play two bucks a play you know where do you make money you know but we know if it shows up at press start in reno they're going to charge the two cents. cents, baby. Best location on the planet. Decent, correct. Fifty cents, like all good games. You should got be. it. Operators don't need to make money. Charge me fifty cents, and I'll spend twice as many coins. I, I actually had an idea sitting in the shower the other morning of getting some old ballet game, like like you know, like six million dollar man, um, uh, Matahari stuff like that. Get them cleaned up, pick, you know bulletproof and seeing going around and see if I can get the local quickie marts to let me put a game in and just, you know, say, look, I'll split the, you know, cash box with you 50, 50 and charge a quarter a game and just see if I can get, you know, finish pinball moving again or pinball period moving on location again, you know, old school, you know, go in and get a slurpee, you know, and, or an icy or whatever and uh, play a game of pinball and, See if I can get that. I, it's just a crazy thought I have. I think that but I anyway. think that that train has sailed. But you can put Flash locate Flash Gordon on location at my house, and I'll pop a quarter in it every time I want to play it. You know, you're a gentleman <laughs> out of scholars there, Dan. No, I appreciate that. So, um, so, just I'll just take the legs off, put it in a big envelope, and send it. Just your Just bring way. it when you come for the show, baby. I'm not going to have room, man, because I remember I, I, I got to have, you know, I got to have bunks and everything else now. I mean, you know, I got to bring a nightstand for Rusty and she got to be comfortable. So, In the car? You know. No, no. We, we, you know, I haven't found the camper yet. I'm still looking. So I'm probably going to tent camp it again, but we're going to have like cots and stuff. Strap the boys to the roof. Know, I, I, you know what, Malcolm, you ride on top. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, put, like, we'll just like, strap a chair to the top. <laughs> you can just sit in the chair. <laughs> so here you go, bud. Here's, here's, here's a 12 pack of monsters for you. And a thing of Pringles. This is great. It would be too. You know? So yeah. Yeah. So no, I, um, I, I continue to want to just see pinball thrive, you know, and, and young people continue to, discover it because that's a cool thing man is when they're discovering it you know organically you know um like we all did you know we we played our first pinball machine at you know an arcade or a bowling alley or a pizza place or you know wherever and uh and, and i want the younger generation to continue to discover it organically you know oh, that was in this you know so dave and busters and got tired of playing connect four and i saw this pinball machine you know it's like oh this is cool what's this you know, or I played it on pinball arcade and then, oh, wow, these things are real in, in the wild. Okay, cool. There's a lot, a lot to cover. Uh, and it was nice to have a, have a first impression of the game. What's funny is I haven't played any of these yet. Well, that, <laughs> so. was, that was the goal, right? We all just wanted to say, right. yeah, yeah, is, it was perfect. This is what we Dude, think. I thought I Toy Story. And, uh, yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this no. is what we think of these upcoming games. I mean, obviously, it's the hottest thing. And while we're not a news show, we are a commentary. And uh, you deserve to know what we think. If you cared enough to listen to two and a half hours of us talking about pinball, we love your face. 
And we do these for people who have long road trips. So there you go. There you go. So shout outs and thank yous. Oh, start. We'll just keep saying more to start. I'm just going to give a shout out to uh, all the volunteers and the, the board and the organizers of uh, the Golden State Pinball Festival, 61 days away in beautiful, sunny Lodi, California. You're here. And, uh, and when is it, Spencer? Uh, May 19th, 20th, and 21st. Oh, yeah. Check us out so, on the website. Yeah, it's coming up soon. So much. So much Gold, to know. Golden State. GoldenStatePinball.org. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And to you guys. So that's it. That's my shout outs and thank yous. My shout out is to my wife, Heidi. I have to thank her so much for having having her support me in this hobby and the competition. I've been away a lot playing in tournaments, um, not necessarily out of state, although there were a couple of times where I did go to like uh, District 82 and stuff. But uh, I know when you're married, you have to balance time. And I appreciate her letting me have fun on that half of time uh, where I can go and enjoy myself playing pinball with my friends and in the competition scene. So. Thank you, Heidi. Uh, thanks to my kids as well. Couldn't survive without them, but it's nice that she supports me and wants me to be happy. So I love you, honey. Oh, how am I supposed to follow that up? Well, you know what? Uh, big thanks to, to, you know, CCPL. Big thanks to Reno Pinball. You know, everyone who's out there keeping us playing, keeping pinball alive. Um, you know, big thanks to the other podcasts that we listen to, you know, the, you guys are great. You know, we, uh, you know, we can only hope to keep up with you. Um, you know, humongous thanks as always to you guys for, you know, doing this. And every once in a while we decide to, uh, put one of these together and, and, you know, it's, it's always a great time and I can't wait to meet up with y'all again. You know, it's always better to hang out in person. We got a lot of good stuff going on. And, you know, I'm going to also thank my wife for, for accommodating and, and for continuously asking me when our weird house going to be here, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, to, to everyone, to everyone who listens to the show and everyone who wants to play pinball, you know, thank you. It's, uh, it's worth doing because of you guys. Those are awesome, man. Great, great, uh, great job. I'm, guys. A, I'm a deep motherfucker um, if you think about it. I, you, 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 it's rare that you do that, but when you do, you do I it really well. I make deep water seem uh, shallow and muddy. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> before you comedy, go, yeah. Have you seen the movie yet? The man who saved pinball. I have not. And I've been meaning to watch Soon, it. Soon. It's on Apple it's, TV. Yeah. I know you have to pay for it, but who cares? Six, you know, seven yeah, bucks cheaper the, than I'll going to the movie theater. Bucks. I, I want to watch it. So no, I'm watching it tonight with my wife and we'll see what she thinks. Next month, we will all review Pinball, the man who saved the game. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's I correct. That's okay. yep. we'll, we'll review it. Another title that I can mess up, Based right? Just like on Final on Resistance. I'm totally excited <laughs> to play Final Desolation. Yep. So, so uh, Final, Final Final. So, yeah, with, oh, it's uh, great. With that, because we're pushing, yeah, two hours and 30 minutes. Um, we're going to be exactly at two hours and 30 minutes. So gonna, I'm looking at it right now. This is some fine, go fine no, podcast. No editing. It'll be okay. just full, oh, yeah. full on 2.30. Done. Upload it. No, I'm just kidding. No, we'll, uh, we'll probably won't be much there. editing because. Uh, It'll yeah. be a little bit because I keep hitting my mic stand. I'm sorry. Um, I haven't even heard it. You sound great. Boom. That's cool. You do no, sound so, good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, we're getting better. We're getting better at this. We're all improving. So um, take us out. Spencer. To our you know what to say. 
Well, I do, but I want to give our one little thing oh, real quick uh, to our flagship. And we're going to miss it. Um, no, no, SoundCloud. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or some other place that you find your podcast. Uh, email us at thespinnerslit at gmail.com and uh, play pinball. Keep America Keep strong. America strong. strong.